0: Last week on Glee Boot, Rachel's character was assassinated and she threw away her Broadway career moments after achieving it. Uh, Blaine was picked up by the last socialite on earth as a means to uh, some kind of performance career. And uh, Mercedes insisted that Santana co-sing on the single of her first album. And that's what you missed on Glee Boot.
1: Glee Boot.
0: So, uh, Hannah cannot be here today, um, because she's not feeling very well, um, but welcome back to Glee Boot, the show where we get drunk and talk about rebooting Glee one, one episode at a time. I'm Cullen.
2: Alyssa, I'm back.
0: (laughs) She's back. (laughs) We've been struggling to (laughs) get all three of us together for the, I think it's just the back half of season five is cursed. Um,
2: Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, uh. And today we have very special guests with us—the hosts of Glee Aggressive. Yes. Hello.
2: Hello. Welcome.
0: So, uh, you guys, Ian and Karina, right?
2: Karina. Yeah.
0: Karina. Karina. I should that's know because I'm pretty sure I listened to your episode on uh, Life's But A Song as well as <laughs> some of your own episodes. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Yes. Um, you guys are kind of re-watching Glee and you're in season three right now, right?
2: Yes. So we are in season three. We are kind of in our beginning of our journey with season three and I am re-watching it, but Ian has actually never watched all of Glee.
0: I do so remember that. Is-
2: yes fresh-faced new blood a joy for me to watch him watch this. yes really um, what watching this episode was like for you because i imagine the jumping quality was, was quite a dive i mean
3: so right all of that is correct um and like the conceit is like before 2020 Really, and uh, therefore, before starting the podcast, I really had only seen, like, four episodes of the show, Um, and two of them were, were like, I was just listening to um, an episode that you guys recorded from an episode we just released, Um, and I was at one of those, like, preview things before the series even premiered, like, back in 2010, like, 2009, and so I've seen, like, those two episodes and two more, and then just, like, nothing else until the past couple years, so... I am very fresh to this. Um, Jumping in at season five, episode nineteen was pretty bonkers. I'll say, (laughs) because we just uh, we just finished recording um, season three, episode seven. I think I think we just finished. uh, I kissed a girl.
2: Yeah, that's about where we were at.
3: Yeah. Okay, the Santana coming out.
2: Yes. Is Quinn
0: still trying to kidnap a baby at this point? Absolutely.
2: Now she's... No, she gave up on kidnapping the baby. Now she's just trying to have another baby with Puck.
3: That's right. That's right.
2: Oh yeah. Equally unhinged.
3: <laughs>
2: Bad vibes. <clears throat> yeah. For Quinn. Yeah,
0: yeah. We, we had kind of a similar experience with this episode in that when we went on Bleak of the Week, we had Take Me Home Tonight as one of our songs. <laughs> um, and like... They were having us guess, like, what we thought was going on. <laughs> and I think Hannah's theory was that June Squibb uh, was, like, a, a dog hoarder. <laughs> and they like, were trying to give out all these dogs this woman had hoarded.
2: They rescued a bunch of dogs from a crazy old lady. We were like, we need to free these puppies. That would have been a better plot, honestly. Wow. The minute they were in the dog kennel i guess or wherever it was i was like oh my god this is the episode (laughs) (laughs) it was pretty fun i'm glad i'm happy i remembered that
0: (laughs) yeah um so, so that's kind of Ian's glee journey. Karina, what's kind of your, your glerny, your glerny, your journey glerny. with the show? You're right, blade. you're not yeah. wrong.
2: <laughs> There's nothing, it's, mine's more embarrassing, like, so, cause this is probably, I think watching it for this podcast is like my third or fourth time watching it. So I was like, I was in it, we, we t it back in the day. And then I used to watch it at the gym because, like, it's the best show for being at the gym because just when you get tired of dialogue, they start singing and you're like, yeah, I'm having a great time again. (laughs) And then quarantine started and I was like, I think I will watch all of Glee, like, again. So I'm very unfortunately familiar.
0: You know, anyone who's watched the show multiple times is a veteran in my eyes because... The, just as anyone who just has seen our Instagram page can attest, Glee has rotted my brain yes. from just, like, getting past yeah. season three. has just As the show gets more unhinged, so do I.
2: Yeah. <laughs> By the time you're watching season six for, like, the second or third time, and, like, you're just like, I've done nothing with my life, and this is <laughs> going to find me forever.
0: Yeah, like, we talked about on our most I guess our most recent released episode opening night how like the show really should have ended there
1: yeah like
0: what else was there for the characters to do or achieve and this is really showing us that there wasn't much else it was curtain nope. stars and peter pan <laughs> at an old folks home
2: <sighs> <laughs> i always feel bad because like chris colfer wrote this episode right yes. like, and chris colfer i believe is a good writer like he's, a he's a very a,
0: successful author. He's yeah. a very
2: successful author. And so I'm always like, boy, this is what she went with, huh? Um, I do- To be fair, I, loved, I really liked this episode.
3: <laughs> I will say, I actually liked this episode too. Going in with next to no context, like I thought this one, and knowing just from... The lore of it all, how unhinged Glee gets after season three. I was pleasantly surprised at this one. Um, Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was all um, not super high stakes, but like well grounded. (laughs) I agree. My favorite part is that I feel like I can watch Chris Culper be like, I think I will make Leah Michelle fucking work for that check today. Like, like, (laughs) no, you know what? no <laughs> stunts for you rachel berry we're gonna make you look like trash you're not gonna have a good time on shoot today
3: he literally said drag her, drag yeah. her. <laughs> you know
0: kurt as the first gay did invent that
1: mm-hmm. um right yeah
0: so okay because also like I you know I've done no research on this. I just know this again from our appearance on Gleek of the Week is that this is the episode where Naya Rivera and Leah Michelle's relationship
2: fully yes.
0: nose-dived into no speaking.
2: Yes, uh, this is if you read Naya Rivera's memoir. Um, this is the episode where she talks about just how terrible she like Leah Michelle was on set and how like the diva attitude came out. This was it. This was the episode that broke them.
3: Thank you for that, because I am writing all of these notes, like, how are they working together? How do they get away with having, like, a pl- an A-plot with the two of them as cohorts? I did not understand, and now that makes sense. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so this this is the, I'm going to create an environment so toxic, but with Chris Colfer superimposed over <laughs> Sue's head. Um, he was right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so... What are we drinking today?
3: Um, okay, I'll go first. Um, I am about to crack open a tall boy of Allegash because I am in Maine. That's perfect. Ooh. Get ready for this audio. Yep. Wow, right into Mike. My... <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I was Karina, I was telling them I don't have my normal setup with me out in Portland. Nathan? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um sorry about that.
2: I know. I feel bad. We're a little janky. I'm recording for the first time since moving, and my mic is standing on a box of tissues in a library book. Oddly um, <laughs> so, on brand, though. Oddly on brand. Yeah. Uh, I'm drinking a limoncello-flavored LaCroix
3: because... Ooh.
2: I can't drink. <laughs> <laughs> can't drink right now.
0: <laughs> Fair. We've I'm drinking for the night. both of us. I yeah. can't be on the podcast, I can't drink, and I'm like, you really don't have to. Like, we're not <laughs> like, only alcohol allowed.
2: <laughs> well, even if we did that, like, there's no way to enforce it. It's all over Zoom, you do whatever the fuck you want. That's right.
0: <laughs> yeah, driving to the East Coast to check yeah. if you're drinking. <laughs> Show drink me your like,
2: alcohol.
0: <laughs> I'm drinking, uh, drinking
2: Oh no,
3: a truly mango chili, but what are you drinking, Alyssa? <laughs>
2: a truly orange peach fizz
3: oh my god I almost got a truly as well and I was like nah beer <laughs> beer you know fits the New England vibe more it's it true. Does, does.
0: yeah um, so did you guys get a chance to take the BuzzFeed quizzes
3: Ooh. yes <laughs> okay are you satisfied with your results absolutely uh, can I curse on here yeah yes. like, absolutely fucking not like yeah. this uh, Karina you go first
2: <laughs> no you go first because mine I think no. My, no, Ian I think my Karina first.
3: Karina you're gonna have to keep you're gonna have to drive to Maine and keep me from jumping out the fucking window here because great my my like my glee personality like which glee character are you yeah I got Rachel fucking Berry.
2: Of course you did.
3: Yikes! <laughs> I'm so mad. And then just to just to pour salt in the wound, my Glee boyfriend is Finn Hudson. Oh. You're a true
0: canon, Rachel it. Berry.
3: I am the stereotype of myself that I thought I would. I had avoided, and um, here we are. So thank you for having me. <laughs>
2: Honestly, I'm very proud of you. Uh, mine, I think, is worse because my like which glee character am i although this is maybe kind of symbolic like i don't know no I'm not actually, it's weird. my which glee character am i was finn hudson which like bro i know <laughs> <laughs> at least yours is on brandy and because like yeah you don't want to be rachel berry but we can see how you got to be rachel berry you made rena go theater okay
3: that's one there's one thing that's one thing that the only other and similarity Jewish. and Jewish okay that's two and then the only other similarity I can think of is that at, okay Corinne and I have known each other for forever at this point yeah and that at my 23rd birthday she said Ian you are now officially old enough to get cast as Fanny Bryce on Broadway and then drop out and I went okay
2: I don't I don't remember <laughs> saying that to you but well, that's the funniest thing I could have come up and told you you want 100% I to day. just watch that episode of Glee to be like, <laughs> this is what happened. Um, anyway, somehow going from bad to worse, because like, no one wants to be thin. That's not a great one. <laughs> I'm also not even that tall. Uh, my Glee boyfriend is Artie, which, Aww. depending Ooh. on the day, is either right. fine or I'm going to get like verbally abused. So
0: yeah hannah's glee boyfriend is Artie, and we never let her hear the end of it um, yeah
2: she's never gonna live it down yeah i'm not surprised i'm not happy but what is worse hannah getting Artie on a buzzfeed quiz or my friends who run this podcast with me assigning me the role of rachel berry <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know when we did that we were just thinking like general archetypes and general, like we were thinking season one, two, three, which you guys do not know how good you have it
2: I'm talking um, about those
0: seasons. Yeah. Like Rachel, like when you think of like early on Rachel, it's like, you know, she's like quirky and she goes after what she wants and she's motivated and driven. And that now here late season five, like we have postmodern Rachel um, who's like, I like think one of the horsemen of the apocalypse, like the most <laughs> wow. self-centered, like nightmare of a person. She was okay in opening night, but I mean, la- just last week, she was like lying to get out of a performance of a Broadway show that's been open like a month.
2: Her dream role that she was like, mm.
0: yeah, she's like,
2: I'm already uh, tired of
3: it. And I'm like, did you not know what Broadway was? <laughs> like, Right. I'm- also worth noting that like, while we're recording this, Funny Girl is back on Broadway. Oh
2: my God, that and was like, the funniest part of watching this episode.
0: <laughs> yes, and uh, you know we've t- we've talked about that. You know the Lee Michelle apologists. You know the beanie critics. Um, that it may have been all orchestrated by Ryan Murphy as a redemption arc for Lee Michelle. Mm-hmm. Got that theory from yeah. TikTok. Yes.
2: Yeah, I'm also deep in Michelle Michele uh, conspiracy theory TikTok.
0: <laughs> yeah, the Leah Michelle is illiterate. You know, people talk about that all the time. I'm not sure if I 100% believe it, but I do love that there's enough evidence for it to be like a valid theory. <laughs> you gets to choose the emojis.
2: Gets, yeah, whenever she posts on Instagram, she can choose it. That's how she knows, because the pictures are nice. <laughs> uh yeah this episode was very much like leah berry rachel michelle like
3: yeah yeah there
2: was some blurred blurred uh blurred
0: lines there. you yeah. know which will will sing at one point with children yeah. oh uh, no yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> wait oh, did God. he not already sing that did that already happen? no and
0: I, I i guess
3: oh. i'm on their timeline it's not oh, time oh, time, gotcha, gotcha. On <laughs> i was line, like wait hold on <laughs> the what uh, the it's not the most recent cringy thing he's done, but the most recent cringy thing that we've released of his was, um, when he's saying fix you next to Emma.
2: Ooh.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Did sing, Yeah.
3: Yeah. Anywho. Um, yeah. yeah, so, uh, go on. Yeah, the line <laughs> yeah.
0: is very blurred. Um, yeah. They even reference, like, people wanting to work with her and stuff, mm-hmm. and you're like, hmm. Um, but before we jump into the episode, we do have our hidden bonus section.
2: Ooh.
0: Uh, Smash, Mary kill. Um, this week's theme is villains. Um, so we have Sue Sylvester. Iconically, villain. Um, we have Regina from Once Upon a Time, <laughs> and we have uh, Catherine de Medici, played by Megan Fellows in the CW's Reign. Um, this is your. Ch- I'll go first. So, you ca- if you need to Google, I
3: have, I have to Google the third. Yeah, thing.
0: same. Um, What's the Catherine Queen Catherine Firm Reign is the third one. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I think I will marry Queen Catherine because she is a queen. Um, She has a lot of money and influence, um, and she's hilarious. I will sleep with Regina because she wears insane outfits and looks amazing doing it, Um, and she kind of has a redemption art, so she's not totally evil, and I will murder Sue because after five seasons of Glee, I have lost all love or patience for Sue Sylvester, and i think the world uh should be spared more interactions with this uh maniac so i will murder her
2: i mean i honestly have to agree my first thought was kill sue because Mm -hmm. similarly i'm like look she's she's good and glee but out in the world she's just she's too dangerous you can't you can't let that out and also to be tied to her either mar like through marriage or sexually i'd be like no this is this is too dangerous
0: yeah that's like a stain
2: you know i might marry i might marry regina like yeah because she's got like she goes through a lot um
0: she's the best character on that show she's the
2: best character on that show i like you know maybe i could learn magic that would be a plus I don't really know how that how you get integrated into the world of Once Upon a Time, um, which means, I guess, uh, smash this uh, queen from Rain, who seems fine. Uh, I don't know enough about history or CW's Reign to know about most of her actions, but can't hurt, I guess.
0: You know, morally dubious, but she has fun while doing it.
2: Great. Then I will. I'll take that.
3: Uh, so I have seen none of these series is is, so I'm just <laughs> going off of vibes, period. Um, so I'm really to, I am going to, I'm, I'm aware of her work. Yes. Um, <laughs> I am going to smash Sue, even though she might like swallow me whole and wear my skin. I want that story. Mm. And I think I'm going to marry the one that karina said the one where i like maybe i could learn magic like she's morally dubious but like we'll have fun um and then i'll just kill i guess it's a uh, Catherine from rain yeah i'll just kill her out by a process of elimination i'm sorry this is not good content
2: <laughs> <laughs> um i'm going to let's see Mary regina definitely because like, we already touched on this. She has magic. Like, you can't beat that. And she is definitely also the best character of that show. So fun to watch. Watching her everyday life in suburbia while she struggles to make it a magical kingdom could be fascinatingly fun. Just, like, as an everyday thing, imagine being married to that mess. Um, I'll probably smash Queen Catherine for no other reason than I want to kill Sue. Yeah. 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 It's evidently killing Sue in this scenario.
0: Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people look back on Glee and have these really fond memories of Sue because Jane Lynch is wonderful and she has these great one-liners. But when you have to like watch it as a narrative... You just realize like how much of like a Nate Jacobs level emotional terrorist Sue is and just like how insane her views are and how Sue may have invented the slide into right wing fascism that America is currently struggling with.
2: It wouldn't be half as bad if she doesn't have power, but she has power, which is like the worst. Yeah, it's, it's we talk like in a post-Trump world, Sue Sylvester can really move from like, haha, so funny to like, oh, yeah, we lived through that. You know, yeah, like, that's we're, a real, still, we're that's, still dealing with the ramifications from that. Yep.
3: Yeah.
0: And that's terrifying because <laughs> mm-hmm. we is famously an entirely Obama administration show. That's it. it. That's it. Yeah. Sue is very much a villain of like that they thought like would never be real. And then like she kind of became real. Right. Yeah. (sighs)
2: It's unfortunate.
0: Yeah. So here we are in Old Dog New Tricks. The second to last episode of the worst season of Glee. Correct.
2: when did Santana go blonde? (laughs) You've been watching season five. When did that happen? Um, this episode.
0: Yeah, this. Uh, she just showed it was, it was this episode. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Towards the, the previous
2: episode, she still had. Yeah. Hair.
0: Just huh. now, she's like, I'm blonde now.
2: Yep. <laughs> Naira Vera was like, I don't know, the fuck anymore. Surprise. Listen, blonde. that was like one of the first things that I noticed this episode. It was like blaring. Yeah. I was like, oh, I must have forgotten a plot point where she goes blonde for like emotional reasons no that just happened no. okay yeah
0: yeah considering how much like quinn's hair going pink and then earlier this season sam getting his haircut were like
3: major plot points Real, i did notice like the full 90s boy band frosted tip sam realness there you
2: should have seen what it comes before it
3: well, it's, we're just gonna have to find out on Glee <laughs> Clap aggressive. <laughs>
2: yeah. Put a pin in that several yes. from now.
3: Right. And you're gonna have to remind me of this too, Karina. <laughs> <laughs> that we brought that up this one time on this podcast.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. So um we kind of have a few storylines this week. We have kind of Rachel's rehabilitation, um, which connects with Sam and Mercedes. Sam wants to adopt this dog. And we have Kurt um, really inserting himself into people's <laughs> lives in an attempt to find meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So hmm guess So I guess the A plot, it kind of Kurt, but it feels like it's Rachel. Um, I think so. So we'll talk about Rachel first. Um, you know, there's the Broadway bloggers are at it again, those elusive Broadway bloggers. Um, And they're talking about Rachel, Uh, you know, kind of like skipping her performance, which, you know, actually would be huge news on Broadway if someone who wasn't even the understudy went on to perform an entire Broadway show.
2: It really was Is that what happens? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's pretty big news. Yeah. yeah. So, like, they're talking about it and they're talking about how she's a diva or whatever, the would-be diva. And she's like, oh, my gosh everyone hates me and then Kurt's like maybe we should all hang out and they're all like oh we're busy and then this woman is like shoving a dog in a purse <laughs> and Rachel just comes up and is like how dare you like is it that like basically she starts off with why is a dog in the restaurant and then she's like it's a seeing eye dog and then she's like well then why would you shove it in a purse and then she, the person's like fuck off and okay. Rachel just walks away She's like, but
2: she never <laughs> said that it was a seeing eye dog. She only said that it was a servicing. service animal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yes. And then Rachel was like, "When you put your seeing eye dog in your purse," and I was like, "Wait a second! It could be That's one of not those not how dogs. Animals work. It could be one of those dogs that tests for gluten in things." Oh yeah, there's so yeah. many different jobs that dogs do, or I a dog that tells you you're about to pass out, or a dog that yeah, exactly, or yeah. a member yeah. of law patrol. Yeah, could be. I mean, a cab, but like, yeah,
3: (laughs) but I was
2: really confused by Rachel's tirade. I I (sighs) thought she was going to do like, why is your dog in the restaurant? And then it ended up being, why are you putting your dog in your purse? And it was I didn't quite follow that line of logic. Right? It
3: truly felt like just to set just to set up like so she can invent Broadway barks and take the credit for it.
2: yeah
0: yeah yeah it just because it was just like why we know that rachel is vegan yeah um that comes right. from when they throw eggs at her in season one and then i think it's in season three where where finn says something and she's like i'm a vegan there's a couple of references <laughs> in season There's three one
2: accidentally feeds her what uh something oh that's not vegan we yeah. like oh, just oh, watch this spaghetti one too, and yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she was like that's the best uh, meat substitute I've ever had he was like yes I totally remember that and then they're supposed to go have sex on the carpet and they don't
3: so, <laughs> you know, we, not even because
2: of the stomach issues <laughs> I know listen yeah
0: <laughs> we extensively <laughs> talked about the potential stomach issues and even said in the glee booth the episode would be renamed vegan shits um mm-hmm.
2: that's what mm-hmm. it would be yeah.
0: Yeah, Rachel Um, would,
2: like, not be ready to perform in either West Side Story or sexually after eating a whole plate of (laughs) guinea meatballs.
3: Zero performances.
2: (laughs) So, like,
0: and I know I'm pretty sure Leah, I think, is vegan. um, But, like, so I guess they're going with this angle that, okay, so Rachel likes animals. But, like, we've, like, never seen her do anything, I mean, altruistic at all. Except when the Glee Club saying do they know it's christmas time at all homeless people um (laughs) like they like
2: everyone's shown in any interest in like loving animals i don't think animals have ever even come up before
3: she doesn't even have Mm -mm. a pet Brittany has a cat but and and we were just talking about this on our show um like if i know and i'm kind of quoting our friend rascal here but if we know anything about glee it's that like nothing's going to change from this so like I can jump ahead from season three, episode ten to season five, episode nineteen. See Rachel, quote unquote, grow, and then like episode twenty, like it's just all out the window. Yes, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's been <laughs> so. Our... Like, I'm so I'm not even bought in.
0: Yeah, that's been our mantra: is that like these characters never learn, they never change, which is ridiculous over a show that goes as long as it does and like yeah like circumstances change like environments like plots happen to these characters but they don't really grow like in season one I felt like they were giving Rachel a new lesson like every week and then but like she didn't really but by the beginning of season two she's sending sunshine to a crack house
2: right so
0: and this Rachel would do the same
2: yeah yeah absolutely this Rachel abandons her dream um, because you sing a sad version of an B G song. So like <laughs> nothing means anything.
0: Ian's face right now. <laughs> I,
2: I Like,
3: again, yeah. I, I the good thing. What I thought about this episode was like I felt like I could jump in and like not too much was spoiled for me, um, yeah. at least from like what I had known out of context. But, like it felt pretty fresh, um, like um, but I also had so many questions of like. What's so big about her missing one performance? Where's her understudy? Who is her agent? Shouldn't her agent know that, she's, that she missed work to film a pilot because it probably paid more, and that was probably part of the contract? Like, this is all the stuff I'm thinking about with no context and as a theater professional, but you can ignore me.
2: I don't think Rachel has an agent. That's okay. I'm calling mm-hmm.
3: bullshit right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, she I think tech-
2: just, she does not.
0: She <laughs> gets an agent in uh, backup plan okay after Wait. premiering when? on broadway when she g- is in the IC- ICA, basically icm and they're like you should and they tell her you have a face for radio one of the million times they're trying to convince us that leah michelle is ugly
2: <laughs> that was not this episode was that last yeah episode? okay Okay, okay,
3: okay. Yeah, but basically, <laughs> you would have an agent before you landed the title role on. Yeah, Brian. Right. <laughs> right. unless there was a huge spectacle about we're finding a brand new Fanny Bryce, like a bra- like a brand new person that's now going to be a name. The search for this how is it was. what they went. Exactly, the search for I, Fanny.
2: I'm now gonna. I'm seeing the future about the whole Fanny Bryce plot we're going to get. I'm just so excited Ian, to see how mad the whole thing is going to make you.
3: <laughs> you know because
0: like he so if he's a theater professional i have like a yeah. passing knowledge of theater and it already doesn't meet my standards as to like what's believable or what makes sense so if you're no. in this industry you will blow up like <laughs> they made <they laughs> no attempt to like understand they theater try.
3: and i mean like we just got to a season where there's like hey there's finally more than two white male writers in the room maybe there's going to be more context and i'm like how, how,
2: where, where, where's the research?
3: Where is any, I, anyway, I know I'm, I'm splitting hairs on Glee, but it's just, I was watching this whole thing. Like what, wh- how do they not with Leah Michelle being there? You'd think she would at least be able to say, Hey, more remunerative employment is an actual clause or whatever. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm talking I'm about pretty sure on this
2: point at Glee, no one wanted to be there. Fair. Do agents in theater actually do shit? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Hollywood. Congratulations. Hollywood
3: oh agents
0: do not do not. Yes. I,
3: I mean, I mean, I'm I'm happy with my agents. So uh, shout out to BMG and Bohemia. So.
2: <laughs> yeah. No. Actually, last episode, I was quite pleased. By the way, they portrayed her agent, but only from a Hollywood standpoint, because I feel like that's how it would go down in Hollywood. So she yeah. has a Hollywood agent in Rachel Berry,
3: not a... Not, not, a not a New York. Not
2: a theater. Yeah, it doesn't it no. doesn't add up in that respect at all.
0: She also has the line, uh, everyone who wants to work on Broadway or who works on Broadway wants to make it in a film and TV. Not untrue. Okay, see, I was like, to me, that's <laughs> untrue. I'm i mean, like, I'm sure depends. there are people it, that love Broadway more.
3: I mean, I, there's gotta be, but I feel like maybe this is just my experience but i've seen so many like stories where it's just like oh this person was in like three shows and now they're going to move out to la and like try it out there or whatever and like maybe i'm thinking back to like 20 i don't know like 2006 2007 before like film and tv and theater were like kind of enmeshed in the business like you really think of like back then you really thought about LA as film and TV and New York as theater, and there was really, like, no crossover unless you were already a big, fat deal. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. That's true. Like,
2: more Broadway actors are making the the switch yeah. to being like, oh, they'll also be starring in TV shows or showing up. Is there more money in TV and movies? Yep. I feel like there would be. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know pretty much anything about Broadway, but I feel like this is where the money is
3: overall, yes.
2: I mean, because this industry revolves entirely around money, so that makes sense,
0: yeah. I mean, yeah, right. as someone who began as a playwright and then switched to screenwriting, it was because if I want to have a chance of making any money, a chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Um, So, okay, so, yeah, Rachel is like, so then they see, okay, Rachel cared about something for the first time. And they're like, I guess this is your cause. Um, So Rachel and Santana, they're starting Broadway bitches. Um, So they go to, well, Santana's not there. It's Rachel and like, whatever, whoever could show up to set that day.
2: She's like, Rachel, Sam, Artie, and Mercedes. And that's it yeah i would
0: kill to be on that glee club group chat <laughs> like right. going to that's- the animal shelter today
3: to start a charity who wants to come it, that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty decent group i'll say
2: right uh- blaine was not available <laughs> was not available no, were- no.
3: blaine was
0: uh performing with june yes yeah 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 so They go to this animal shelter and they're talking about, like, yeah, a lot of these dogs, like, were overcrowded. They have to be put down, you know, and, like, the overcrowding in New York shelters. And Rachel's like, okay, like, do you know who I am? And he's like, okay, not really. And she's like, well, I'm starting this charity, and I would just love to, like, bring all your dogs to a random diner in the middle of New York City so people could adopt them. And the guy is like, Sure, you can fill out some paperwork.
2: Well, it's not even the diner yet. She's just, like, right. claiming to be on the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. okay, because later
3: I mean, she's running, like, a street fair in New York, which, how? So, okay, so here's the thing. And, like, this is part of why I couldn't stand this plot line is because this already exists. Bernadette Peters and Mary Tyler Moore invented Broadway Barks in 1999, which is exactly this. It is not showcasing, but it is an uh, it's a dog adoption fair that happens in Schubert Alley and it's a whole big fat deal and they get all their celebrity friends to like help with the auctions and with the performances and like it's this it is this exact plot line and that's why like I I was not bought in at all because Rachel Berry just thinks she invented Broadway Barks and I am like no absolutely totally not. Rachel would know about that too Rachel oh, would absolutely could. know when Bernadette Peters and Mary Tyler Moore create a charity together
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, also, like, I feel like the logistics—you'd have to be Bernard at Peters and Rose Tyler Moore to get New York to let you to have a street fair.
2: Exactly. Also, like, to let a food establishment host a dog party, like, yeah, she was at this diner yeah diner, and you can't just be like, "I'm going to bring ten to fifteen dogs into this place where you prepare food, and you're just going to be, and they're not in cages and they're not leashed; they're just loose."
3: Like yeah,
2: cling oh, yeah. on to them and hang them around. Um, there's no liability in that, right? Right. Sad for all the larger dogs. I mean, geez, yeah, they That's don't get to come. <laughs>
0: yeah, and it's it's also very much. It feels like. They were like, we want to pick a charity, but we don't want to do like homelessness or anything that has any slight relation to like politics and human suffering. Right. So, like, we'll we'll do. Everybody loves dogs. Like, there's no Chris political Holfer. statements involved in like what happens to dogs. So,
2: right. Everyone loves dogs. Chris Colfer has stated his favorite things are old people and dogs, which is why both of those things feature heavily in this episode. So,
3: check and check
2: yep um the thing about this was i they, they roll up to this dog pound which is more like dog jail because it, it's like the jankiest pound i've ever seen and i'm also like oh this is la like this yeah. is what the fact <laughs> yeah. that Lee shoots in california is so obvious no new york city dog shelter would feature such a heavily outdoor area yep <laughs> i was I like mean, oh you're not trying anymore guys
3: even when we get to the actual event, like, that New York Street, where is that street? That's not New York. Well, I mean, as Midwesterners,
0: we have complained long and loud about their giant outdoor lunch area oh my God. at their yeah. high <laughs> school. As East Coasters, we've, we've complained right. about that, too. Yeah, it's like, yeah. they would not do that.
2: They don't do that. No.
0: Um, yeah, so... OK, so um, they they're going to do this and then the dogs just start barking um, for <laughs> it's the twilight bark. They need to stop Cruella DeVille. Um, yes. Who's played by <laughs> Stone in the Gleeverse. Um But uh, they they just they're like, oh, you're to play music over the loudspeakers. But that's conveniently broken. So it's the
2: easiest writing I've ever heard. that you do at this point? Truly. With, oh no! Normally we play the music, but our PA system is broken. What Sam. are we gonna do? <laughs> Sam carries this guitar eighty percent of the time because of so. John,
3: John Mayer. Mayer. <laughs> Probably my favorite line in this episode. <laughs>
0: I'm like, we're in a post-Dear John world, Sam.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, but he pulls yeah, out he his... He
2: sing a John Mayer song. I got afraid for a second. I was like, oh, no, is it going to be John Mayer? It wasn't.
3: I thought it was going to be your body is the Wonderland, truly. <laughs> you cannot sing that to a dog. <laughs> I know. That's a crime. I know that. And you <sighs> guys all know that. Does Glee. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry's um, out.
0: So he starts singing uh, for no apparent reason i'll stop the world and melt with you the sky high anthem
2: it's <laughs> gonna say the song that's <laughs> known from sky high
0: <laughs> yes um and they all just kind of join in and run around there's a lot of rachel sam interaction yes. yeah um which and we why i I don't know i wonder why um and then um that may then they just start releasing all the dogs from the cages
2: yeah you can't do that well okay here's another question this when they first walk in the guy was like we take them on walks five times a day and they go running in in five times a day like how long are these walks it's gonna be an all-day How walk. big is their staff too they had a lot of dogs yeah yeah i know how big is their campus that's a really well-funded dog park exactly. or a dog very shelter. much yeah like, right. most dogs i mean they're getting a better life than at someone who adapts them where people like work eight hours a day and then they get a walk in the morning and a walk at night like, yeah my dog does not get five walks a day sorry no
3: Poor Wanda.
2: <laughs> she doesn't want to go take five walks a day.
3: Yes, <laughs> that's true. I She'd be like tired
2: most of the day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. So um, yeah. So they they sing the number, and then uh, so the charity is moving forward. Santana is Rachel's like publicist. They're gonna do a performance with uh, Rachel Santana and Mercedes, um, and. Kurt, you know, we'll just briefly touch into this. Kurt is like, oh, I could perform. And they're like, hmm. And he's like, oh, is it only for, it's not amateur open mic night. It's only for famous people. And I'm like, Santana isn't famous. She's done one Broadway show and may or may not feature on an unpublished album.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> and they used to that commercial. commercial. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. I will uh, say. Second best line in the episode, and I'm sure Chris Colfer was like really patting himself on the back for this one and that he gave it to himself, which uh, was on his way out. He says, you would think after some time someone would just throw me a bone for once. I didn't even test that. (laughs) I heard the line, but it didn't throw a bone. I had to pause just so I can write that down and like circle it and underline it. It was just a chef's kiss. Chris Colfer (laughs) dog (laughs) joke. Check and check. It is true that as mainly
0: I'm trying to not in seasons one and maybe two, but by season three and then following seasons, Kurt is the like the gay best friend trope to a T who's like very over, like they're always, he's always helping them and they very, they don't really do anything for him. You know, season one, he was kind of like, kind of predatory um and you know kind of doing his own thing and like season two like they were kind of they tried to help him when he was being bullied yeah um but by season three he's you know yeah he's become kind of an accessory um so yeah so I get that and we'll talk about that in Kurt's storyline but so they're like moving forward with this charity and they Santana got her or got Rachel this dress from a designer that if she's photographed by the paparazzi wearing it. She gets to keep and she's going to walk all these dogs down the street. Um, and so like she, and Santana, she's walking down the street. Santana's following her. Blaine and Artie are waiting because Santana tipped off the paparazzi. And then Blaine and Artie are like, is that funny girl star Rachel Berry? <laughs> And they all just turn and she's like, hello, hello. She's channeling her best Jenna from 30 Rock. Um, that's it. Yeah. You know, like I'm walking these dogs. I just, I love the animals and uh, Broadway bitches, you know, that's definitely the name of a charity that will make people feel comfortable and will get a lot hey, of You poverty. can put that on
2: TV for
3: sure. Like not even, not even Santana's idea. That was like Rachel's that came from Rachel's brain. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. So, yeah. So then they're, like, all watching. And then, so one of the reasons when I was poor in Boston that I didn't sign up to become a wag walker is because I was, like, what if I have to walk, like, a huge dog or, like, a bunch of dogs or, like, all that, like, so much could go wrong and the people love their dogs. It's, like, their child, you know, like, it's why I wouldn't want to babysit, like, a baby because, like, there's like so many things that could go wrong yeah. that could result in them dying like once a child is like slightly aware like you can communicate there's like this the situations that would result in that in serious death or injury are like much harder to achieve but like babies and dogs you can't communicate with you can't like you can but like you know what i mean like
2: it's a lot harder to try to convince a dog not to misbehave because their grasp of english is very rudimentary much <laughs> like a baby
0: exactly exactly and like, really? and they're also very precious to people, understandably, they're all delightful, you know, but so a man is like eating a hot dog, and the dogs are like excited, and like they all just start running, and uh she she's dragged
2: truly drag her
0: literally <laughs> yeah. across, across the street, screaming, a shoe is left behind, um know, I would have loved if this was the last time Rachel appeared. This was
2: it. <laughs> oh, she's oh my god.
1: The like, last thing
3: we see is her shoe. They don't even say she's dead. She just we don't she's know where gone. the dogs took her. Bye. <laughs> and they never bring her up again. <laughs>
0: yeah, they're just like, oh no. well. They're just like still can't listen to who let the dogs out to this day. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's an. I can't believe they did not perform that song in this episode. Missed right? opportunity. Yeah.
0: The, I guess Werewolves of London made sense. Like, and I guess yes. I See Home Tonight kind of. kind of made sense. But like, the I think there are more dog-themed songs
2: instead of Listen. for whatever reason playing "I'll Melt with You" while they're literally letting dogs out of cages. <laughs> they could have been doing Baha Men's "Who Let the Dogs Out." Oh. And everyone was like, we get, like, Glee loves literal songs. What were they doing?
3: That's too perfect. That makes too much sense, Karina. (laughs) There's a
0: rap section they could have given to Artie. He was there. Oh, my God. Because they love giving Artie the rap sections. And then Sam, who had the one rap section that wasn't given to Artie, was also there.
3: Yes. Also, this is very just specific for me and for the cultural moment that we're in as of, like, the past week. But there's Hounds of Love by Kate Bush. <laughs> mm, yeah. And I just really like Kate Bush. And I think Santana would have done great with Hounds of Love. Would Rachel have done great with Hounds of Love too? Sure. I don't want her to have it though. So it's in the glee book. <laughs> I'll put it there. Yeah. The Kate
2: Bush episode.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: I'm down. Honestly, see, season five of the Glee booth They're doing a Kate Bush episode Sounds a lot better than uh, A dog and old people themed episode
2: That's yes, yes. So that would at least be cohesive
0: <laughs> Yeah um, Because we have kind of talked about how We think moving Even from the beginning Following Rachel to New York was a bad idea mm-hmm. They should have stuck with the school Which as much as you don't want a Will-centric show I was like I actually like the school storylines in seasons four and five were the more interesting ones. Yeah. Rather than Rachel achieving all her dreams with like no effort.
2: Yep. Is
3: is Schuster still a character at this point? He was
2: uh...
0: on two episodes ago for...
2: So kind of.
0: Yeah. Okay. Sort of. There's okay. actors' names appearing in the credits that are not appearing in the show anymore. Okay. So yeah. it's not yeah. like he was completely written off or left or what have you. No. 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 They, I mean, I think they finally just accepted that, you know, I feel like in season one, Will was the protagonist and just people clung on to Rachel Moore. At some point in the mm-hmm. show, they all kind of realized, wait, everyone kind of hates Will. Yeah. And Rachel's our real protagonist. Um, because someone, a high schooler trying to fulfill their life dreams is a lot more compelling than a grown man trying to relive their childhood is, dreams.
2: Is, yeah. Mm, um, yeah not, fine.
0: I mean, no, but that, that could be done, but not if you're going to portray it as like 100% pure and altruistic.
2: Yeah. And also they were like, teenagers are watching this show and we need their money. So.
0: Yes. Valid. They're the ones buying the singles on iTunes.
2: Yep. Mm
0: hmm um so um Rachel's dragged um and then she's like I just need to recover from the the fall and like work on my benefit and then so they're like doing the the fair and uh Santana's like you're gonna photograph oh cause Rachel also has to buy the dress now that she ruined cause she was dragged mm-hmm. three blocks mm-hmm. in it um which technically,
2: technically she- was photograp- <laughs> are you gonna okay. say the same thing Again. she definitely got photographed she did yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs>
3: But also, like, if she is making a star salary on Broadway and she is filming a pilot, she can afford it. True.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't understand why she wants it for free.
0: Yeah, I guess that's... that's... to be a
2: hashtag influencer. Uh, Yeah. To be fair... I think anybody would want it for
0: free. Mm-hmm. But rich people Fair. get free stuff all the time and they get used they to it. They do, which I don't Bullshit. understand. I know, I hate when yeah. like, people are like, no hand up for the poor, but they're like, here's a free iPhone, Lady Gaga. He's
3: the rich. He's yeah, the rich.
0: Like, I, like, 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 I like Lady Gaga, but I doubt she even wants that iPhone you're giving her yeah. at, at some award show. She's like, okay. Like.
2: That's great. I've already <laughs> bought my own perfect iPhone that's like, it's the Lady Gaga iPhone for me. The right. iGaga. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Tim Cook made one.
2: Yeah, and it's for her. So no they have it.
0: They're like, so she's got a, she, so St. Hannah's like, you're going to photograph with this three-legged dog. You know, everyone loves a three-legged dog.
2: Which that dog was really cute. Yeah, it yes. was a cute dog.
0: But then this, this woman and her son, they want to adopt the dog. Rachel sees them adopting the dog from her and runs over. It's like you can't. I need to hold it. And this is the most asinine. Like, yes, Rachel is extremely self-centered, but she's not. I mean, I hate to, I hesitate, but I don't think she's dumb. I think she would know that refusing to let someone adopt a dog is not only cruel but like a bad PR move.
2: Way worse PR
3: move. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Or like best PR move. Hey, cool. If you wait around for a bit, I want like to get like light bulb let's get a photo together of me like handing off the dog to you another yeah. show what like a community gal I am oh you have to make a train in 20 minutes oh no worries I got your fare for the next one or whatever like there are so many better ways you could have gone about this <laughs>
2: yeah I mean and- also like people had iPhones at that point like Santana really. was a- okay we'll get, another- the pictures. we'll get another dog for the professional shoots but yeah a photo of you handing off this tripod dog to a a little boy in need, like, that's gonna be your best PR that you can get.
0: Yeah, because Santana's like, just hand over the pooch and nobody gets hurt. And I'm like, again, Santana is smarter than this. She talks about how she maintained a double life in high school.
2: Well, plus she's the one who's, like, trying to do the PR. Like, this is an opportunity. You know, she would be able to smell that a mile away. 100%. -hmm. But instead, they just make fun of people from Long Island.
3: So... Yeah, I mean.
0: So, um. <laughs> yeah, they like, because they like refuse to give her the dog. And the woman is like, you know, I know who you are. You're Rachel. You're that new diva on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you may be trying to fool the world that like with this whole Mother Earth, you care about the animals thing. But like, I know you're a fake, shallow diva, you know. And like social media was big. She would have probably posted that like tweeted that because, because like, she would
2: have made a facebook post that was like just read, met funny girls rachel berry and yeah. she was rude
0: and like yep. at that point that's not even like cancel culture because i guess that wasn't quite a thing yet but that was uh like like uh that would just be like holding someone accountable for like something so blatantly shitty
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. okay cancel culture just makes me think bang- uh, of the Matthew Morrison drama that is going on right now. I know. Oh, man.
2: Oh. Uh,
0: where he oh, was fired from, I think he, so you think he can dance uh, for what should be for taking a really bad promo picture with Jojo Siwa. Um, but <laughs> I didn't what, see that, but okay. But it's just the main one. It's just really awkwardly staged. Okay. Um, but like he says, he... Uh, Someone, a dancer, said he was sending them kind of like initiating an inappropriate relationship through text message, and he was fired for breach of protocol. And then he's like, "These are baseless accusations." I want to reach out over the respect we share for a mutual mutual respect we share for a choreographer, um, and I want to I want to get them a job as a choreographer. And this is the text I sent. And we live in a world of gossip and lies that just tear people apart. Okay. I've heard let me just say I've heard things about Matthew Morrison that I will not say on air
1: <laughs>
0: because I don't want I don't want to spread misinformation. You know, I've just heard things as someone living in LA. But This is not, like, people have broken down this, like, apology or, like, response or whatever and talking about how, like, just how bad it looks.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
3: And, like, let's say, like, let's say positive intent. Like, what everything you're saying is true. Positive intent. Let's say everything you're saying is true. You still breached protocol. Yeah. Like, you still, right, flat out violated your contract yeah Uh,
2: even if your intent was one way if it was taken a different way like you have to totally accept that
0: and also trying to get someone who may not know a job just from what i know about hollywood and the exchange of favors and how often that's used in kind of a dark way like to me that seems weird right yeah right
2: because then then she's gonna owe him one
0: yeah. And the, so, yes. like, why is he just reaching out? Is it because he wanted something in exchange? You know, like, that's just, it's icky. And again, it's... I have i have no official statements. Not that anyone was asking for Colin's official statement on this, but it's just, it's weird. And the deflection what? to, like, let's blame cancel culture.
2: Yeah. Right. Anyone setting cancel culture is trouble. Yeah, good
0: luck. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, we're, so, yeah, Rachel rips a dog out of a child's arms, and we're still yeah. supposed to root for her, but the, the the woman's rebuttal seems to make Rachel feel bad about herself. Right. Um, right. And, because Santana's like, don't listen to her, just look at her shoes.
2: Which are just, like, sneakers.
0: Yeah, I'm like, what is They're she supposed, novel. what is she supposed Pretty to wear? Pretty sensible for New York City. Yeah. yeah. New York City to go, like, pick out a dog.
2: Right, yeah. That was the whole trip they made,
0: but okay. Oh my gosh, imagine making a trip, if these people are from Long Island into ne- into Manhattan to get this dog, and then this Broadway actress whips it. That's so
2: surreal. The Broadway actress who's sponsoring the event. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if
3: the woman goodness. is truly a fan of her or like knows of her, she probably like, I could see her going out of her way to be like, okay, this is either gonna be awesome or this is gonna be a nightmare. And I have to find out which one it's going to be and report back to the blogs.
2: Right, can't wait to tell my friends over brunch the next day.
3: Right. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully, she. I. I
0: want that for her. I hope was yeah. a fun brunch because. Yeah. That was a bad experience. Um. And so, Rachel starts to feel bad. And so, I guess the last scene in the storyline kind of ties in. Well, they all kind of tie in. All the yeah. It all, which, it all congeals. Which actually good on Chris Colfer for that because that's actually very rare. That's that's
2: they you know he's he's a writer he knows how to write. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Um. So we'll get we'll get to the last scene I guess. Um. So meanwhile you know Sam fell in love with this dog that he named McConaughey.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Sure. He takes it home because you know Mercedes says already has my hands full taking care of you. Yeah. Which pretty insulting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a common joke, as far sitcoms, but it's a common joke, like, partners make. Um, and it's never as endearing, I think, as the people who make it think it is. No. Right. Yeah. No, it's
2: insulting to Sam.
1: Basically. Yeah.
2: Like, no, you're not a responsible enough human to own a dog, and I'm having to act like your mother. ha, ha, ha. Yeah, like, later she mm-hmm. lays
0: out why it would be hard for him to have a dog in, like, a logical, right. realistic way. Mm-hmm. But at the time, she just resorts to, like, you're a man-baby. And I never quite get the, ha-ha, you're a man-baby. I'm like, why would you want to date an adult baby? Right. Right. Truly. Really? <laughs> like, what? you're choosing to be okay. in this relationship, Mercedes. Like...
2: You don't have to do that.
0: Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, he's playing video games with Artie. Again, classic American television scene of the oblivious man playing video games.
2: I do like Artie and Sam just hanging out, though. Like, that's nice. He's
0: doing bro things. Yeah, Artie and Sam are getting some, like, actual interactions. I feel like when they were in high school, they had, like, five total.
2: If that, yeah.
0: Good point. Yeah. um, At least from what I've seen so far. Yeah, (laughs) it doesn't increase that much when the other kids (laughs) graduate, surprisingly. Yeah, (laughs) sure. Um. You know, and so they are playing video games, and then the place is a mess. It's disgusting, and, and the like, dog is like ripping everything up.
2: Yeah, it's a bad dog. Uh,
0: and then Mercedes comes in and is all like, um, "Why is there a dog in my apartment?" Right, told
2: you not to adopt a dog.
0: They, again, valid. If I came yeah. in and there was an animal.
2: That, that, that you did not agree upon. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're like, what? Um, and so uh, he's like, I take care of Artie all the time. And Artie's like, what? Oh, yeah.
2: What? You know, one point, point, let's just call him a dog. Let's just call Artie a dog. So at one
3: point, doesn't he say, like, I'm right here? Or like, yes. he yeah, talk about me like I'm not here. Like, come on.
0: um And so she's like, because did you pay the gas bill? Did you take out the trash? Again, classic, (laughs) classic classical arguments, but also valid things that need to get done. Right? You know, right. Um, And then so then the dog is chewing things up. She's upset. And then the dog runs up and apparently in like two seconds got into all her hair and makeup. Yep. Because Glee literally. Lee can only go every five episodes featuring Mercedes without making some weave reference. Yeah, you
2: have to mention a weave or else we'll forget that Mercedes is black. Also, I noticed in this,
3: in the opening credits, Amber Riley is only a guest star at this point. She is, yes. <laughs> yeah, huh.
0: and Melissa Benoist and like Jacob Artist are regulars. They're not on the show right
2: now.
3: <laughs> okay.
2: Season-, sure. that season five got confusing. <laughs> Um, for who is who's on the show. But well, you know how like Jesslyn Gilsing was like credited for most of season two and it was in like an episode. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You've got kind of one of those things going on. Sure. Okay.
0: Yeah, it was it was a, season five is this bizarre lost show trying to find what it wants to be. Um we're Just- what I call lead two right now. Yes. Mm, glee post-glee club. So Sam is going to train the dog because he doesn't want to give up. Also,
2: at one point, Artie does say, can one of you carry me down the stairs? Because, yeah, Sam and Mercedes live in a brownstone with that is not acceptable. It has like five steps going up into it. Which True. means every time Artie comes over, someone has to just hoist him in his wheelchair up at least five to six steps into this brownstone. Right. Um, yeah but yes we're gonna go to we're gonna go train
3: the dog yeah so they this is where they have the like werewolves of london uh, like as part of the uh the dog training montage yes i don't know this felt like the right level of camp to me I'm not I'm no authority on it, but it felt like something about this, this plot line dur- like and I realized during that scene was like, OK, this works for me from just like a standard TV show, teen serial drama kind of thing. Like you got a couple and they got their differences and now he's working to make it better. And at the end of this four minute song, they have a dog. That's a good boy again. Yep. Like, that felt at least cohesive to me overall.
0: Yeah, you know, this plot, it made sense. You know, I felt like a the, as A through B, you know, we, it made sense. Um, yeah, they sing Werewolves of London. Artie kind of, like, hey, films some women Artie's, as they walk
2: by. <laughs> Artie's got some, like, Mark from Rent energy with just, like, a camera, sort of. <laughs> like, not really filming anything. He's just... You can tell he's the film one because he has a camera with him.
3: That's it, though. That's
0: it. Yeah, that's the perfect analogy because that's the kind of pretentious art Mm -hmm. that Artie makes. It's not really art. It's just things happen
3: at a camera. Um, As someone who is coming from just they just did West Side Story and now I'm here. Good for Artie for following his dreams.
2: It's true. He does. He does do that. Yeah. Artie is like two, like one plot away from, from here on in. I shoot without the script though. Like he teeters. If they, if they cared more about Artie on this show, he would absolutely go through that plot line.
0: Oh my God. Um, so they, yeah, he's a good boy again, by the end of the number. Um, and you know, Sam is trying to convince Mercedes to keep him and Mercedes is like, you know, what if I go on tour? And Sam's like, well, what have you thought about me coming home alone to this apartment with you know, no company? And she's like, what if you have shoots? You have 20 hour shoots. And he's like, we'll get a dog sitter. Um, which yeah. is expensive, <laughs> but,
3: but also- Very
2: expensive brownstone, like so. Well, it's, I mean,
3: so a uh, question, what is Sam doing now? Because oh, the model. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
0: so but honestly like a working model and uh, someone who's going on tour you yeah. do have enough money for a dog sitter
3: right yeah
0: um, or at least
3: enough to say like hey a, a friend of mine from high school because that's what the show is about live in my brownstone for a month and take care of the dog well, um right now i think blaine is technically living
0: there
2: yeah, I think so too. Okay. At
0: one point Mercedes walked in last episode coming home and Santana was just there. So maybe Santana lives there too. So like somebody would be home to watch the dogs. Like when Alyssa, when we lived together, when she was out, I would take just care of her cat. Dog. Yeah.
2: And it's also like Mercedes is like, Well, who's who, who's gonna be there to give hand off the key? I'm like, I mean, I'm pretty sure if you develop a relationship with like a dog walker or a dog sitter, you just like They just have one. They just become part of your lives and your routine. People who are way more famous and have way less time successfully own dogs. Right. The time. Yeah.
0: It was, it was weird, but it kind of made sense. And Sam points out, you know, like I took care of my family. I made sure my brother and sister got to school. I, um, wasn't...
2: for remembering that that was like a big part of Sam's life. Yeah. Oh,
3: absolutely. Point for continuity, as we say on our show. Um, mm-hmm. so like, Blair. and like, and this also was an instance where I was like, yeah, this, this is all valid stuff that he's saying and that she's saying. Like, yeah, I, I get that. I get all of this.
0: Yeah. Like, he's like, Yeah, I may forget to do things sometimes, but, like, I'm still, like, a responsible adult, you know? Yeah. Um, Again, valid, because why would Mercedes be dating him? Um, Sam is one of the... He has his moments, as everyone on Glee does, but he's one of the most consistently, like, good-person characters on this show. Um, You know, he even was an underage stripper for his family. So, like... Good on, you know, I can't have you I was just realizing wait, has we we'll got get to, to that? Yeah.
3: Also, here's the thing like the way my memory works, like we'll finally get to that episode and I'll be like, why does this sound familiar?
0: Yeah, so that's that's what with Alyssa too. With Alyssa's memory, is I'll just like we'll say things yeah. and she'll be like, the fuck? and then like we'll get to it and she'll be like, What the fuck? And it's like just as fresh.
2: Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Glee is like, goes into a black hole in our brains. Oh, right. like.
0: That's good yeah. because I feel like the curse of having a Glee podcast is I hear certain songs I hear yeah. those things and Glee comes to mind, but I'm the only person still thinking of Glee in the year of our Lord, 2022.
2: I don't know. Disney plus has been making a troubling amount oh, of press God. about how they have Glee now. Well,
0: because Disney is, Disney Plus is pressed for any content that isn't just, like, like, animated classics and Star Wars and Marvel. Um, sure. So they're like, look, we have, like, a fun teen show that's a little edgier than High School Musical, the musical, of the series. Um, sure. Yeah, I wonder if it's going to get those content warnings that they put in front of, like, Peter Pan and Aristocats. Sure.
3: Um, because <laughs> the, I feel the, like the the just, the, one. The, <laughs> The this didn't age well content warning.
2: Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> we certainly need one.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Just for Rocky Hargully's show
2: alone. Um, God. <laughs> they, they actually just cut Touch It, Touch It, Touch It, touch, touch Me out. Wait, the did they? Discussion. No, they're probably not. No. <laughs>
0: they should, not because it's unsuitable for children, but it's unsuitable for anyone. <laughs> right.
3: For all eyes. Poor Emma. She's Maze yeah honestly
0: unsung unsung hero you know truly truly delivered great performances with little material given to her of note um made a meal of it yep so okay so they're uh so that's kind of the end they're they're gonna find someone to adopt mccann hey yeah and they do in the final number pretty easily
3: um Yeah, they kind of just hand it off to an old guy and it's just like, okay, this is it, I guess.
2: I guess, I guess that's it, yeah. In the middle of a
3: musical number. Which I guess that's
0: like it does feel like an easy resolution, but at the same time, we wouldn't want to have them be like forced to bring the dog back to the shelter and like Yeah, no, that would
2: be really sad. They talked about how this is a kill shelter. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So I guess let's let's talk
0: about Kurt.
2: Let's talk about Kurt.
0: And June, okay, June Squibb. What is her character's name again? It's like Maggie,
2: Maggie something. Okay, I'm like glad I just, yeah, or, like Bennett or
3: <laughs> truly like all of my notes just say June Squibb sends herself flowers. Like, yeah.
0: It's... June Squibb is this. She walks into the diner, and she's this. She's she's wants to post a poster for her Peter Pan performance. Yeah. Uh, you know her retirement home which let's briefly mention weird show for a retirement home to do oh my god yes the tech required yeah right like that harness that they have at the end I'm like that's not cheap no in, in the
3: multi-purpose room right
2: yeah. that's not even a real stage
0: and they're just like and also like you're just not gonna you're just gonna do a show with like race stuff
3: Yeah. oh right. yeah <laughs>
2: They started on like, ooh, there's a lot of white men in Indian outfits, like a lot of uh, caricatures of indigenous people. I know that's what happens with Peter Pan, but I don't like it.
3: Oh. Yeah, it's like just an easy, the easy fix is not to do Peter Pan.
2: Yeah, also
3: like, I wasn't even thinking so much about that as much as I was thinking like, can we just do any other show? I just don't like that show, so. Yeah, okay. I just don't want to have to sit through a plot line where Peter Pan is involved. You know, as a child, a little white child who was very
0: into Peter Pan, the Disney movie, I remember when my mom would get us CDs that had, like, Broadway songs, and it would be, like, the the Mary Martin, like, Peter Pan or whatever. I'd be like, what is this? This isn't Peter Pan. Why is Peter Pan a girl? You know, like... Again, these were the criticisms of a child, not like fully gender nuanced or whatever. But it was just, I just, I was, I've never been into this Peter Pan. I saw it performed by a high school, and it was, I mean, it was nice, but like, the show's weird. Yeah, yeah. very plotless. Like the Disney yeah. movie has much more of like a cohesive A then happens and B then happens like plot,
3: and like they're just too many spin-offs and prequels and like like source material offshoots out there at this point and i'm just tired of it like and like don't get me wrong i've i've done a production of one of these offshoots and peter and the star catcher is one of my favorite plays but like i got those two and i'm like i'm done like i don't know do do guys and dolls and i don't like that show either but come on just yeah do that do susicle I know.
2: musical. honestly. I love yeah. Susical though, so. Yeah, yeah, like,
0: Peter Pan is weird that there's... People treat it as if it's a fairy tale, but it's not. And it's not in the public domain, which is interesting. Oh. Right. Um, but so there's a lot of, like... Yeah, it has so many sequels and spinoffs. And I read the book as a kid, and I, like, enjoyed it. But I the main thing I remember is that every time you breathe in Neverland, an adult dies... So Peter Pan breathes like, like kill as many adults. So I think Peter Pan caused World War I
2: Nice. Okay.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah, I, I haven't you done quite Pan. the math. I don't or remember ridiculous. exactly when Peter Pan is set, but it feels <laughs> like it, the vibe fits.
2: Yeah. Oh my god! What's well, a bad show for an old folks' so. <laughs> home? Yeah.
0: The guy says, we should have done The Importance of Being Earnest, which, great
3: play. Yeah. yeah I love that do that play. A show that, like, your older theatrical, apparently, crowd would probably really enjoy. I even saw
0: a production of Midsummer Night's Dream that was set in, like, an old folks home that was kind of, like, about, like, hmm. switching it from, like, parental control to, like, like the I, I think, like, the guy's, the main girl's dad is, like, trying to control her marriage in the play, but they kind of just change it to her son. Like kind of that mm, dynamic. That's cool. Yeah, you know, like there's a lot you could do in an old folks home. That's a better fit than pan. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so she's, but she's, she's, she's. We find out that she's loose from this home.
2: <laughs> from like her. Really. <laughs> the choice to dress them in all white and make them look like what you would think of if someone escaped from an insane asylum is is the it's a choice. It's very, Wild. it's
0: giving uh, American Horror Story season two, right? Yes. Science. Yeah. Absolutely. It's all, it's the Ryan Murphy universe. The Ryan Murphy extended universe. The Ryan Murphy cinematic
3: universe. <laughs> the worst
0: timeline to live in. The worst, in. <laughs> yeah. Truly. Uh, so like, she's like, she's calling him Pillsbury.
2: Which is funny because I was watching and I was like, that's just Emma's last name. Oh, that. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: but I totally forgot about that.
0: Sue calls him Suggest Tickle Me Dough Face as a nickname. Yes. Oh, yes.
2: Right. He goes for porcelain, of
0: course. Yes, he goes for porcelain famously. Um, but yeah, so she's just why why do you look so sad? I'm obviously like a side quest character.
2: Yes, here right?
0: to like <laughs> ask roll you about up, your thing.
2: Roll up to your tavern to advance your plot, Kurt. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and so Kurt's like, I'm feeling down. So he's just sitting and chatting with her at his job.
2: Fully on the clock, yes.
0: (laughs) Which does remind me that I don't think anyone who writes for Glee has had a job before until they wrote for Glee.
2: And And certainly not not one in the service industry.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I wonder if they were even paid to write for Glee based on the quality we're getting at this point. (laughs) Though I think (laughs) fanfic writers could have done a better job. I'm of the theory that the the fanfication of entertainment is a good thing. Correct. Look at Riverdale and the plot where they try and stop the assassination of MLK. MLK a regular Hollywood writer wouldn't give us that. Fanfic would.
2: Fanfic would.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, Kurt, yeah, he's like intrigued, and he just wanders into this old folks' home and maybe old folks home is not the reti- a retirement home, you know? And as someone yeah. whose grandmother is in like an assisted living due to memory issues, like a memory care, like we kind of have to have to sign in. And like, we can't yeah. just kind of waltz in.
2: Um, no, they generally don't appreciate it. If you just walk into the retirement home because it is like a medical facility. <laughs> right. Yeah. Even when I was
0: like in high school youth group and we we're singing like Christmas carols, like they knew we were coming. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, okay, so we, so he walks in and he sees them practicing and the, okay, I, like, literally forgot about this until this moment. The woman playing Peter Pan just dies. She's dead. Oh, God. Glee yeah. has a body count now.
2: Yeah. It's just Truly. a on, st- on screen.
0: Like, somebody's. Like, hello. Somebody's loved one is just dead. And they're now. just like,
3: and they're just like, well, there she goes. I'm, I'm open, by harness like right or
0: whatever. Opening night. I, her. I could have seen them. I could see Glee doing There She Goes again.
2: Oh my God. That would have been really fucking funny.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But they're like, oh, she was always so selfish.
2: I'm like, damn, okay.
3: I like yeah, the Maggie. Rachel Berry treatment.
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like, Maggie, you are old Rachel Berry. Honestly, that could have been an interesting. Instead of having Kurt meet Maggie, Rachel, and realizing the trajectory her life is headed in.
2: Yes. Oh, that That would
0: have been been a great plot. plot.
3: That's, I guess, that's your Glee boot. Yeah,
0: right there. True, Glee boot. If we, if our current pit for the Glee boot is a three season show, but if we have to do more, that could be in it. Yeah, if the money's right. Yeah. Yeah, if the money's right. Yeah, if the Disney that Disney Plus money. Um, right. so yeah. So anyways, uh, they're Kurt volunteers to be Peter Pan and they're like, you have to audition. We're not just going to give you the part.
3: <sighs> he sings memory. Okay. Okay.
2: So Karina, do you want to talk about the or shall sure, I? Sure. Oh, no, I'll bring go. it up. Thank uh, you. I forgot that this episode had the song from cats in it. Um, so <laughs> to starting, uh our Glee recap podcast Ian and I did a short li- like uh limited series if you will limited series where we uh about cats about cats the musical right after the movie came out um okay had I, need to, long... I need
0: this I need to consume this content
2: yeah it's it's pretty great <laughs> yeah podcasts a podcast about cats the musical not the animal um so we're like really deeply entrenched in cats culture The last thing I did before quarantine, my last big outing was to go see cats on stage. Like that's right. That was my last hurrah, basically. The last social event I'll ever do. Um so all of a sudden, Kurt's like, so basically the cats is very deep, deeply entrenched into our brand. Yeah. We talked a lot about the cats. Um, all iterations of them. So suddenly he's is like, I you have to audition. And I had like a full memory of like, oh no, he's about to sing the, he's about to sing memory. And I'm going to have to live through this of Chris Colfer singing the cat song, the only song from Cats to ever do, which makes sense. It'd be hard to fit the other ones in.
3: Yes, but also like Crane and I were texting about this earlier, like, give me Gumby Cat or give me death. Like right? me <laughs> I would have, I would have given a finger just to see like the big shit show of a gumby cat number at mckinley high school
2: (laughs) honestly welcome back back. hi sorry there was a moment with the internet and then with my antivirus and it was just like a whole bunch of stuff at the same time that's how it you, goes? Yes, but it's fixed.
0: It's, it's It was quite the moment because my my laptop was making like noise, and I was like so scared that like I'm like doing this. We're doing this big crossover.
2: <laughs>
0: and my Did I accidentally
2: just, kick Alyssa out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that was definitely my end.
0: <laughs> um. Okay. So we're talking about cursing memory. Um yes. Which you know my connection with cats is you know i have a lot of friends that have been in cats and have a lot of fun memories of it you know friends who are dancers um i saw the movie you know with uh front of the podcast derek and you know he was getting really drunk and then um his grandfather died when he got home and so that's what i think of when i hear memory (laughs) i think of like literal
2: no Actually, I actually mean, really love that song, but only that song.
0: I mean, it's Andrew Lloyd, it's some of
3: Andrew Lloyd Webber's best work. He's not my favorite composer, you know, no. but that's up there. And this song specifically has like, a, it holds like a very special place for me as well. Not just because I've done Cats and actually really like the show, but like I've like dedicated that song for like a, a lost uh, grandparent. So um, that's it means a lot to me on a bass level. So I went through a, an entire journey just watching uh, Chris Colfer and June Squibb sing basically like the ro- the role reversal of this because typically June yeah. Squibb's part is like the little baby cat that sees uh, Grizzabelle and is like, you're okay here. Um, and uh, yeah, I felt a lot of things in like the two minutes of that song And then Karina texted me saying, we can't escape this. And yeah.
2: (laughs) Listen, I I cried. I watched the scene and I cried. Good. It it worked They get you. They get (laughs) you.
0: And you really can't escape it because you'll have to talk about this exact cover of the song again.
2: We will. Like I said, two years. (laughs) (laughs) And And once again, I would be like. Holy fuck, this show did Cats.
3: <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have the same exact conversation in like two years. Like Honestly,
2: cowardly for them to do West Side Story in season three and not Cats. Like, Oh, that's a fact.
3: Yeah, yeah. Especially
2: because with the Mike Chang of it all, Mike Chang trying to be like, I need to, Mike Chang. I need to dance. In a production of Cats.
0: As Rimb- And
2: Brittany. And Brittany. Yeah, it's true.
0: I see Mike Chang as Gimbal Shanks or Grimbal Shanks. Gimbal Shanks? Oh, he
2: would be, he would be oh, a kick ass Gimbal so Shanks.
3: Good. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. Also, I hypothesize that instead of doing West Side Story into the woods, because at one point they cover No One Is Alone and it's weird, the context they put it in. Uh, And I'm like they could have done Into the Woods that would have made more sense because they have like all these powerhouse singers and it's an ensemble show.
2: And they don't have to worry about the fact that there's like only one uh, next person in the whole school when they're trying to do West End Story.
3: Yeah. And there's only like like, two female roles really. Yeah. And the three way like battle royale for the witch between Santana, Rachel and Mercedes could be an excellent plot.
2: That's true.
0: Because then they're all they all still get parts.
2: Yeah, you know, like,
0: yeah. Um, okay, so, um, yeah, he sings Memory. He's their Peter. Um,
3: and, oh, right, that's what we were talking about.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, he, he, sung it. he sung Cats for a purpose.
0: Right. And he gets flowers, or not Not he, June Squibb, gets flowers from her daughter, Clara, uh, who, when I hear that name, I just think of a, the Nutcracker girl. Nutcracker, absolutely. <laughs> Um, and, uh, she's like, oh, she's so thoughtful. She spoils me. And then, uh, Kurt, maybe, okay, this is at a rehearsal. It's not the same scene because Kurt's like, oh, she tells me all about her the double dates and which is a weird thing to do with your mom, but, uh, and like the late night chats or whatever. And the woman, he's just telling this woman who's just suddenly there
2: yeah, uh, it's just a gossipy nurse who is like, oh, that old lady? No, her daughter doesn't love her. <laughs> her daughter it's- hasn't been here for
3: years.
0: Yeah. So then Kurt is like, This this is my chance to be a Mr. Shoe and insert myself yeah. in someone else's life. So he
2: um, also, Billy D. Williams is here, by the way. Like Oh yeah. At one point during memory, they cut to just fully. I'm like, is that Billy D. Williams? And I look it up, and it is.
0: Well, they're like zooming in on pictures of the younger versions yes. of these actors, and
2: uh, I was like, Lando. And <laughs> was but him. I had no idea how how who any of them were really. Like, I vaguely know Same. this face. <laughs> yeah, I just... know the other one. I could only identify Lando Calrissian because he's pretty in the zeitgeist.
0: Yeah. Um, so then, uh, he goes to visit Clara. She's a defense attorney and he lies about sp- made, causing a major chemical spill in a national park to get in. And the woman is like, okay, security, because like he is a strange <laughs> You've boy. You broke
2: into my office.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. And he's like, I'm friends with your mother. We're in a show together. And she's like, well, look forward to her. Like never respond to your calls once it's over. And it's like, you know, she really loves you. And she's like, you know, my mom was a great performer, but she was always pursuing that dream. She would forget things like birthdays or her high school graduation or like all this stuff. And she's basically like, she was a negligent parent um, is basically what Clara was saying. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and Kurt's like, she's, it's time for you to forgive her. Like my mom's dead. Yeah, This is the the most awkward
2: conversation.
0: And I I wish I still had her. You know, and that is a very valid point if you're talking about this with your friend, someone who you know the intimate details of this relationship and you just want to provide advice. A total stranger, like maybe June Squid like used to hit her or forget to feed her or like all these forms of abuse. He doesn't know like, and she doesn't need to unpack that to this strange college student that just walked into her life
2: literally like lied to get into her office and then was like by the way I have a dead mom and also
3: not that this like not that this negates the dead mom of it all but what happened to Carol and your stepmom that like your
2: dad married she's still around
3: yeah and you were a minor when that happened Yeah. yeah you guys got along just fine if I remember correctly yeah and it-
2: to be fair they only lived together for like one year So there might not that's be okay. that sure. Emotional sure. connection
0: true. true At least a year and a half and- Because it was in season two for- Yeah so
2: at least a year and a half That's true Yeah,
0: But yeah so like Yeah it was just kind of weird it, It's just like it's just not okay You know like you can't just tell someone You need to have a relationship with your parents You need to forgive them Forgiveness is great. Sad people alone in homes is not. But like they they don't necessarily connect like maybe, well, she kind of says, oh, I've forgiven her. Like, I just don't need that in my life. Right. Which does be
2: totally reasonable. But yeah. That's valid. Yeah.
0: You know, totally. it feels it does feel cold because it's this older woman who seems really sweet and doesn't have a lot of like memories, I guess. But like Kurt's like, oh, she feels regret and like where she's never said that
2: no. no it i feel like they have not known each other that long <laughs> like and no i've even talked about this no like, they didn't Kurt
3: doesn't or um june squib doesn't know that kurt is doing this nope. no he's no. only talked to the nurse <laughs> and like it's it's only been like glee plot lines take place in a
0: week typically
2: yeah mm-hmm. so, so. It, it's not even a week, I think, because it was a week before the show went on. Yeah, so it's been like a couple of days. Yeah. It hurts, like, I had to fix this family's entire drama.
0: Yeah, right. I can't imagine talking to anyone who I've only known for a couple of days, a strange parent or a strange child, both, yeah. you know, either, either end, as being like, you need to get back involved. Because I assume she's paying for the home. So it's not like she's like neglecting yeah. her which June Squibb did was neglect her child. Like, if you're forgetting, like, I, I'm a jumping to she's forgetting to feed her kid, but that's the vibe I'm getting. But, like, yeah. that is illegal to not feed your kid three meals. Like, that is child abuse. Truly. Um. So, anyways, he's, like, upset that none of his friends are coming. Uh, Blaine gets him dressed up for his... Peter Pan, which it's giving the two thousand three Peter Pan movie uh, okay. with the leaves, and you know Blaine is back to being a supportive boyfriend. Um, Not
2: want to blame this episode.
0: No, right? Um, yeah, which is interesting because Chris Colfer wrote it. Um,
2: well, hmm. that's the other thing. I was like reading one of the quotes that he was told, like, um, he was given pretty free reign, uh, on like what he could write about. And he's, but he was told he, 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 his only restrictions was he couldn't kill anyone and he couldn't break up with Blaine. Like those were the two things Chris Colfer was not allowed to do when writing this script. So the fact that he had to be that those two things, a live in the same like level of seriousness and that it had to be told to him. (laughs)
3: Mm. <laughs> but all, but also Volume. he technically killed someone. He did
2: kill someone. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen,
3: Ryan, Ryan, <laughs> baby, are you listening? <laughs> so uh, yeah. So
0: then uh, he's he calls Rachel or Rachel calls him, and they're asking. They're talking about the dog shelter, the dog for charity or whatever. And Rachel's like, I know, but I have to go because my friend's show is about to start. Uh, and he yes. he opens the curtain, I guess, to see whoever could be bothered to show up that day: Rachel, Blaine, <laughs> yeah. Artie, Sam. and Sam. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So then, uh, because he mentions updating the score to Peter yeah. Pan earlier oh my on, god! Which is one of those very classic Glee things to do, even though I think that's technically illegal um you can't just throw in a song in a show yeah, that you But you're... also
3: well we've established that Will Schuster doesn't know that you have to license stuff so it we can't prove that June Squibb knows that either so if they're just acquiring these shows without actual licensing then they can do whatever they want technically
2: Yeah Is it one of those things that has to do with money like if you're making money off the show then you can't do it or is it right, just like, like you just can't like if do you're it? going to
3: do Well, I think both, like, if you're going to put up a production of this show, like, you have to get the rights. Yeah, Yeah, even if you're not making money, yeah. Okay,
2: okay. Out of anyone, Will Schuster doesn't know you have to get the rights to a show, but a, a house full of retired Broadway stars definitely know you have to get the rights to the show.
3: Right, which by, therefore, like, and again, we're splitting hairs, but you would think that means they know that you can't alter the script or the plot or the songs
2: mm-hmm. so I feel you like at think- that age you don't give a shit anymore
3: they, yeah, a- they're like what are you going <laughs> to do like,
2: what
0: are you going to do <laughs> <valid>.
2: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah um, so he comes out and he sings um, what is the song called it's like it says it, they sing it because it, he says starlight star bright in it yeah right um, Lucky Star
2: is the technical name.
0: What's the technical name again? I'm trying to... Lucky up. Star. Lucky Star, yeah. And I'm wondering where in the storyline is this taking place?
2: It, it Great question. Like, there appears to be... They didn't do any of Peter Pan. They just performed this <laughs> one Madonna song. Yep.
3: Right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I guess you don't need around. to worry about
2: the rights at all. You just <laughs> performed a Madonna song. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and he's flying around on this very expensive harness, um, which he says is a little wonky, but, like...
2: Looks fine. Yeah.
0: Um, Did what it needed to do. Yeah, he's zooming around, they're singing, and, like... So I guess this was, like, like kind of like a pantomime or just, like, a themed performance of a song. <laughs> yes. Um, and then, uh, you know, Clara's there. Um, to support her mom and afterwards she comes there she sits next to her and june is like there's so many things i want to say like so many i'm sorry and clara's like i'm just glad to be here this was the best performance i'm so glad i didn't miss it something like that and kurt walks by like i just fixed someone's problems (laughs) um and then he talks to rachel or whatever and rachel's like we're gonna bring them all or no, they're talking and then someone runs out and they're like, there's a bus outside and it has a wheelchair lift. And uh, Rachel's like, they're all going to come and sing at my benefit.
2: This is a favor to you, Kurt, that I'm going to t- kidnap these old people and bring them to my benefit as a favor Lesson to you. Lesson learned. Yeah, right? Now yeah, she right. has enough money for a bus that actually has a wheelchair lift. So... Yeah
0: how the times have changed from the this is for you already episode, yeah <laughs> um, but like also like again anyone who has any experience with these homes knows it's like kind of a thing to like pick someone up to get people to leave let alone like a whole group let alone the entire home yes. yeah
2: you have permission slips and like sign people out and sign people back in and like- some people have like special like mobility aids or they might need oxygen, like various things that could be going wrong. Also Mm -hmm. to
3: charter a bus. I mean, like there's also a scene earlier where in the aforementioned scene where the Long Island mom is like, Oh, I know who you are and you're mean. I'm going to tell everyone like, in this universe, buses are just conveniently pulling up and servicing <laughs> things because as she's telling Rachel Berry off earlier, a bus just pulls up for them, like in the middle of what you would think would be like a permitted, blocked out street so that we can have a full on street fair so that we can adopt dogs.
2: No, there's the bus <laughs> for you. That's and
3: there's just a bus like, here to take the old folks, let's go to the diner.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Again, these writers have never lived in the city with public transit before. Absolutely not. I guess LA technically has public transit, but only technically. Um, (laughs) So they, uh, so yeah. So then Sam gets up and he's like, hi, my name is Sam. Old people usually make me feel weird, (laughs) but you're kind of cool. Again.
3: I I love that. I fucking love that. (laughs) <laughs>
0: and so they he's like, get on the bus so they all get on the bus and then they go down to the diner where they all perform Clara's there too yep. uh, she, she's not for two events that night um, where they all sing take me home tonight um,
2: so I'm pretty sure this is the this is the scene that broke up Naira Vera and like this filming this scene is the one Were they fighting over a puppy or something? No, they were like, I think because, like, there was so many, like, famous old people there, and like, they were, like, the famous old people were there and having fun, and and Leah Michelle was just being, like, very diva about all of it, and couldn't, like, accept the fun, and also didn't want to work with the dogs, and so was just, like, not being a good team player. Uh... And, uh, and I think it shows at the very end of this scene um, where they're all like trying to talk about how successful it was and every single one of those actors looks like they are being held at gunpoint <laughs> to say they're like, how much they like each other. And yep. the last line of the whole episode is Rachel going, yay <laughs> like they forgot to finish the show and she has to be like be ha- just please leave please be happy for one more
0: imagine chris colfer in final draft just yes. waiting. Yay, yay i guess this is how this episode ends <laughs> nothing meaningful to say
2: no
3: oh god
0: I mean, I can imagine though how like performing with again a bunch of you know famous people, older people,
1: mm-hmm.
0: dogs, kids and animals, the hardest things to work with, you know. Yes,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and all these people who have become kind of big stars in and of themselves. And like they're mm-hmm. all there, they're all singing, there's so many moving parts. I could see how that would be a nightmare to shoot even without a diva.
2: Mm-hmm. Throw in right.
0: a diva. Yeah.
2: And it's and then, it's rough.
0: Yeah. Because they're basically like, Rachel, you are the second coming and this is amazing for the community (laughs) and these old people and these dogs. And she's like, my publicist Santana helped me. And Santana's like, yeah, Santana Lopez PR. And I'm like, I don't think you can just say you're a company. (laughs) Um, As much as I like that angle for Santana's character, even though I doubt I, I don't think it continues beyond this episode. Um, I like that. Like, I could see her as like a PR agent who then goes on to have her own reality TV show as a PR agent.
2: Oh yeah, I she for like those Bravo shows. Yeah, she Bravo reality TV totally. stuff. Totally.
0: Yeah, like it seems like a natural like journey for her character. Um,
2: but anyway, she seems like really good at the job, and I could see her being really good at the job. Like, I mean, she this isn't something crazy. from out of the blue. Free PR dresses like immediately. I feel like you need to like work some good connection work for that. So.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then uh and then she's like, and my friend Kurt gave me the idea, and they all hug uh, and whatever. Uh, let me just we forgot to mention one three hill is on hiatus. Yes. Uh, <laughs> because Elliot, Adam Lambert. Is on a yoga retreat. I don't think he'll ever come back from that yoga retreat. No. I think we'll never see him again. And then Danny, Demi Lovato, uh, her roller derby team is doing really, really well.
2: Yeah. Also, someone we won't see again.
0: We'll never see them again because when Zen Hannah went home, she just forgot about her and got back together with Brittany.
2: Yeah. Yep.
3: What is One Three Hill? That's Kurt's band Kurt's
0: band uh, That started as a Madonna cover band I think last time they sang The Happening Which is a song I only knew because they sang it Yep Um, Bizarre choices uh, Were
2: made Um, I'm sad that we never get to see Elliot again He's by far the most Well adjusted adult in this series Yeah and he's Adam Lambert Which is hilarious (laughs) (laughs) How would you think about well-adjusted? You think about Adam Lambert?
0: Yeah, As specifically his role uh, in the Halloween Train episode of Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, or uh, in Queen, or in Queen, at the, his performance at the Platinum Jubilee. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, so yeah, that's that's yeah. the end of this episode. It's very self-contained.
1: Yeah. Again, I've been yes. saying
0: this for most of. Back half of season five, it feels like filler. Except I don't know what the main plot is, so I guess it's not filler.
2: It's filler, and as much as they had no more plot for this season, they were like, "Whatever, Let's just write some stuff. We'll get, we'll get right. Yeah,
0: because they knew they were renewed for six seasons so they just were like, "We gotta finish this."
2: They got to syndication, and they were like, "All right, uh, whatever." Just finish her out, boys. <laughs> Give Chris
3: Cole for an episode.
2: Yeah, was right? this his first time writing for this show? His first and only.
3: Well, sure.
0: Yeah, yes. I mean his I think they're called the Land of Stories books are yes. pretty successful. I think he also has like a young adult film called I sounds familiar. I was yes. I wanna call it the Lightning Thief, but that's Percy Jackson. I no, think it's struck not him. by lightning.
2: that sounds more possible Um, he did not write
0: but you know I think he you know I'm happy for him because I feel like Hollywood kind of like pigeonholed him like the character he played as Kurt was so capital G gay yeah. and you even textually it kind of happens where like Blaine is the marketable one and he's just like the too effeminate too gay Yeah. Um, But doesn't even fully quite embrace that. He's kind of this like gender neutral, like it's just very much how people saw gay men at that time. Um, And so his portrayal can feel very dated. So I feel like he had to kind of break free because he was like attached to that. Yeah. And he really
2: hasn't like, I think he's basically stopped pursuing acting for the most part.
3: Yeah. I think he's just an author now. Yeah. Yeah. I think I mean, they were getting him those glee residuals though. So you're welcome, Chris. <laughs>
2: yeah, right. Yeah.
0: You know, I think dealing with the glee writers room probably gave him a passion for writing stories that make emotional and physical sense.
2: Yeah. The yeah. physical <laughs> sense one I think is important.
0: Because yeah. That's
2: the one Glee really struggles with.
0: Yeah, he could realize <laughs> that he's like, you no, know, I could write uh a story where like Snow White and Sleeping Beauty and Cinderella are in a shared universe, and there's like fairies and magic. It will make more sense logically mm-hmm. than a story set in Lima, Ohio, and I guess <laughs> New York.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> is, that, is that what happens in real life?
0: Yeah, that's what his books are about. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. 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 They're like children's, like and middle his- grade <laughs> fantasy when they're like set in like a fairy tale world.
2: Love her. Yeah, they're like nice. very
0: popular, very well-received. Yeah. Um, okay, so i think going to bring this to ta, 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 Tina time. time.
2: Guess what? Uh, Tina made no appearances.
0: No appearance, not even mentioned again.
2: Tina had no lines.
0: <laughs> I think I would have loved to see Tina involved in Broadway bitches she would want to do a so like be in the performance and Santana and Rachel would be like no and then Kina would film Rachel taking the dog from that woman and post it
3: so two questions deeply yes Is, is, is Jenna Ushkowitz still a regular on this show at this point
2: she's being credited as one isn't she yeah
3: Okay. A regular, appeared though, two episodes ago. Same okay.
2: time as you. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Funny how that works. Um, and I guess my second question is, what's 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 she up to now? Is she the kind of is she the kind of person that would post that viral video of Rachel Berry being awful to a civilian?
2: Um, <laughs> well, the last thing we heard from her is that she fell in love with a gay guy at Brown.
0: She's at Brown. Okay. Yeah. Um, um,
2: oh, right.
3: Because they're still college age, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yes. <laughs> Kurt's okay. actually attending college currently. Like Kurt's Yeah. Uh,
3: okay. So is Blaine. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And Artie.
2: Oh, Blaine's also. Yeah, and Artie. All of them, except for Mercedes and Rachel, Santana. And, Rachel and Yeah. And Sam is not in college. Yeah. So, okay. yeah.
0: I think Tina, based on what's going on, would be still mad at Rachel because Tina played a big part. In Rachel getting to where she was academically before Rachel gave up school to be on Broadway, um, and uh, so Tina sacrificed a lot for Rachel. I'm uh, not sacrificed a lot, but like put in a lot of effort for Rachel, and then Rachel threw that all away. Yeah. And I think Tina Tina would be salty about it. Justice
3: for Tina.
2: No, truly. Justice. I think.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah well last time she was so last time we saw her she was like unintentionally unsupportive but trying to be supportive of rachel um yeah. so the fact that rachel really is throwing it all away based on just like the last time we saw tina makes sense yeah that she would be upset about that
0: and tina does unhinge things
3: um i don't think ian's quite seen the full extent of that yet but But you'll get there where we're at right now in season three her function is just to say some pithy stuff every so often and cry a lot
2: she's crying a lot she's a supportive girlfriend to mike ching who has parents
3: um he
2: does not have parents mike (laughs) ching does Um, and she cries a lot she's sad mercedes just left the band
0: yeah. Yes. That's kind of why I can't remember when in the podcast we started Tina time. I think it was still season one because we just knew that Tina for most of the series is this like background prop. Um, and we're we're going to keep track of our lines. Um, and now we are honoring our fallen hero by we have a ballot. This is our plug for the ballot. Go vote <laughs> on your faves and least faves of season five uh, link in our Instagram bio. Um, and I, we vote on our favorite episodes and each episode summary I wrote from Tina's point of view, like what's going on with Tina? What would Tina do if she was there? Why is this happening? Because Tina's not there. Um, because she's, she's the real protagonist. I know the show's about Rachel, but I want it to be about messy bitch Tina. It should be about Tina. (laughs) Agreed. Yeah. Tina's the real theater kid who needed the Glee Club.
2: She
3: did. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. All right, let's talk about MVPs and LVPs. Karina, who's your least yeah. valuable player?
2: Is it of this episode or of all of Glee?
0: This episode. Of all of okay. Glee, it's probably just going to be Will whenever we ask yeah. anyone. So. <laughs> don't
2: that. Um, I think my least valued player of this episode honestly uh so vanloo got to be blamed cuz all he did was be an industry plant for Rachel who does not deserve it and then uh, make weird backhanded comments to his boyfriend about how he was missing important things to watch him uh, perform in an old folk song production of Peter Pan and he did not get a solo, which means I didn't even get to listen to very good music. this episode. So yeah, no,
0: that's true. I forgot. He was like, I'm missing lunch at any Leobitz's house.
2: Right. And you're like, uh, okay, you just got over this. Like this was a very big point of contention relationship, but sure. Rub it in.
0: Yeah. Mm, yeah. Not, not great. And, um, their relationship gets weird um yeah yeah yeah, ian who's your least valuable player now
3: is this like from a functional standpoint or just like who we don't like the most right now, because <laughs> I have two different answers. You know, it can be both. It has Which been effort. both. It has, yeah. I mean, I'm just going to say my least valuable play, player is Rachel, because she's just insufferable in this episode to me. And you cannot convince me that on Bernadette Peters Broadway. She has not heard of Broadway barks. And I know this is the <laughs> fifth time I'm saying that, but like, I, I, no it's a no for me dog like yeah. i i've been notes so many times rachel berry no so i i value her the least and she's least valuable to me and that is my that, that is my final answer yeah
0: that's my statement i mean yeah. using the an lvp is very just based on how you feel you know kurt sweater uh in the, mm-hmm. the when he sang perfect that got lvp Um, I think Pizza Pizza
2: definitely got one
0: Yeah pizza got MVP because it burned Will's mouth I think But wasn't
2: it like pretending to be hot But it didn't look hot at all
0: Oh he goes like that's hot He like tasted by all the time Yeah it was
2: obviously cold pizza
0: Yeah That was a night of neglect (laughs) one of the worst episodes of (laughs) Glee. Night of
2: neglect is a
3: terrible episode of Glee. I made my brother. I'm I'm blacking out on that one. What one was that? Because I know we've done that. That was the
2: one with um, Gwyneth Paltrow singing Turning Tables, the song that is not Chasing Tables. Yes. Oh, my God. The song that if you told me right now to sing (laughs) Turning Tables, I would still sing Chasing Tables. I I remember.
3: I'm back. I Just keep keep turning tables.
2: (laughs) It's the same song.
3: I can't keep up with your chasing pavements. Yep, yeah, it's there.
0: All right. Alyssa, who's your LVP?
2: I'm also going with Rachel. Mostly because, you know, like I could not follow the line of logic in the first scene where she goes from I I basically screwed up my image to there's a dog in the restaurant to your your making bad choices with your dog in the restaurant. Like it just didn't line up for me. Um And it was off the rails from that moment, which was literally like the first scene. <laughs> yeah. Two minutes <laughs> in the show was already, it was gone. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. You know, I think I'm going to go with Rachel and as you keep pointing out just how ridiculous that scene is, it's reminding me that we could have had some great setup for what's to come, the great payoff for what's been and have Rachel decide to go to like a choir class in like an underfunded school or a school where the choir is underfunded and like give them singing coaching and like talk about how she got to where she got to be, you know, like, and that would have like, that's like she would have been like, you know, Mister Shu did so much for me, and I'm gonna yes. do this. You know, that could have been connected, but no,
3: just we're gonna have a one-off about dogs. Yeah, she could have done the same thing she did for that kid who was paralyzed.
0: Oh yeah, oh, yeah. But yes. She's like, I'm
2: gonna
3: give music lessons
0: to you every week, and we never saw and him never again. Never saw him
2: again. Not In
0: Rachel murder him.
2: <laughs> yeah, probably send him to a crack house. She's LVP for a reason. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um Karina, who's your MVP?
2: Uh my MVP is McConaughey the dog. Uh that dog's cute as fuck, and he learns to be the best boy in roughly four minutes. Uh okay. so he's basically a wonder dog. Um it's and they should have kept him. Look, sh- spin off from McConaughey. Also the fact that Sam was trying to train him uh to do something with the command all right, all right, all right is <laughs> Actually funny. It is funny. I yeah. would have liked to see what they could yes, yes. that. Yeah.
0: I think uh he should have been in the now canceled Wonder Twins movie with KJ Appa as the Wonder Dog. I think they have a dog. They
2: have uh, a monkey.
0: Oh, they have a monkey. Okay, somebody else. I think Superman who, has a dog. Who maybe who is going
2: to be out playing against KJ Appa in the Wonder Twins movie.
0: <laughs> okay, Ian. Give us your MVP while I look that up. Because, like, somebody.
3: Um, Okay. Well, my MVP was going to be Sam for all the reasons Karina said, but I'm changing my answer to McConaughey the dog for all the reasons Karina just said.
2: (laughs) The Wonder Boy. He's the good
3: boy. They were just such good boys, and I'm just so happy for both of them. They did so much growing over the course of one Werewolves of London. (laughs) Okay, Isabel May
1: i don't know who
0: that is i don't know who that is yeah maybe she was like an unknown uh isabel may okay i keep hearing reference to the writers uh may is known for the breakout role in the yellowstone prequel 1883 playing elsa dutton
2: Oh, she was
0: in Young Sheldon, too. Thank goodness. Yeah, you know, my favorite show, Young Sheldon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Alyssa, who's your MVP?
2: So, I never do this, and I never thought that I would do this, but I'm actually going with a show. I'm going with Sam Sadie's, because (laughs) I thought that their interaction this episode was, like, top-notch. Like, very mature kind of but when it wasn't mature then they like talked it out and they figured out where all of the problems lied and lay lied lay sure I don't know um and I was just like yeah that's you know kind of how things are supposed to go you're supposed to talk about things and you know be mature people about it and they succeeded (laughs) McConaughey helped, so I'll be
0: to him. Yeah, no, that's a Honorable good point. Um, who am I? I have no idea. Um, I didn't really care for anyone. I guess, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Sam. Um, but I really hated how messy that room was. You know, as someone who's not like... Super clean and organized. That still was messy enough to like piss me off. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. It was, he did let the dog fully destroy his house. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, uh, I guess, you know, here's to Santana for finding her dream for one episode.
2: And being blonde. She went blonde and she found out her dream job.
0: Yeah. You know, Glee never covers a song from Legally Blonde the musical.
2: surprising.
3: (sighs) Yeah. We did a whole episode about that.
2: That's another one we can't escape.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Blonde forever. It's true. I famously saw a
0: college production of Legally Blonde. Well, my freshman year of college. And I saw it one at BU with our co-host Hannah and Hannah like blacked out and doesn't remember anything. She's like, (laughs) I remember sitting down. I remember meeting your friends and then the show
3: happened and I don't know what happened.
2: I wish our college had done Bigly
3: Blonde. Man, it would have, we couldn't have pulled that off. No, we didn't have, we didn't have that. We didn't have it. I mean, we didn't have an L. We didn't have a Vivian. no. Oddly no. enough, we had enough Warners and or uh, Emmets.
2: <laughs> the all Warner production.
3: No.
2: <laughs> right. White blonde.
0: Speaking of Thirty Rock jokes. <laughs> 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 so okay, let's talk about the music. Um, first songs, we had Take Me Home Tonight by Eddie Money, who I did see sing that song live in concert while he was still alive, with someone who told me they see Eddie Money every year when he comes to Detroit, and it is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. <laughs> um, well, that's so much- <laughs> it? <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like it was at least eight times in a lifetime. So you'd seen it seemed <laughs> like eight times, but apparently it it's was once-in-a-lifetime. That's still okay. one of my favorite concerts I've ever been to because we had so
1: much fun. That's awesome.
0: Um, but, yeah, Take Me Home Tonight, Werewolves of London, Stop the World and Melt with You, uh, Shining Star, or Lucky Star. Um, I keep wanting to say Shining Star, but I'm like, no, that's from the terrible Camilla Cabello Cinderella, not from the Chris yeah. Clifford Peter Pan. Um, <laughs> and uh, was a Lucky Star and Memories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is very funny that they do a cat song in the episode about dogs. It
1: is. And there could have been right. more
0: jokes to make with that. Like, if Rachel's idea of, like, raising awareness for the dogs that she adopted was a cat-style musical about oh my dogs. God,
2: dogs. She could have finally made dogs. We've been asking for so long.
0: Yeah, like in Be More Chill, where she's like, you always
3: see a sexy cat, you never see a sexy dog. <laughs>
2: dogs.
3: Yep. Um, Andrew Ledweber Webber did uh, post a TikTok of one of, quote unquote, the songs from the sequel to Cats, yeah. Dogs. Um, and Dogs. it was a bop, not going to lie. So, uh, Karina, what was your least favorite song?
2: My least favorite song? Mm. Well, it, here's the thing. It's probably Lucky Star because it made no sense for it to be there. Yeah. And um, I didn't quite like it. I also thought it was a not very good cover of I'll Met With You, but I, on principle, like that song more. So, um, yeah, I just, why are they going to do Peter Pan if they're singing Madonna No.
0: Yeah, well, I didn't have just been a concert then. Right?
2: I guess there's no reason
0: to shoehorn Kurt and... No, but just mm. imagine being somebody's a relative and you go see this production of Peter Pan.
2: And there's <laughs> like, some
0: like 20 year old in this harness. Yeah, this,
2: this child <laughs> in harness is singing Madonna at you. You're like, this is weird. <laughs> Christopher also got to pick his songs for his part of the plot. Like, so I feel bad. Yeah, I feel bad ragging on his choice, but uh, it was a bad choice.
0: <laughs> Not a good choice. Uh, Ian, what was your least favorite song?
3: Um, also, Lucky Star. I'm just not a huge Madonna fan, um, and I kind of zone out when the music comes on. Um, <laughs> but that—that's on me. Um, yeah. And then for everything else, Karina said we're pretty aligned on this.
0: Yeah, I mean, Lee has done so much Madonna,
1: so much,
0: so much, and only one Carly Rae Jepsen, and I will never forgive that. Um. Even though I th- I don't think emotion the album was out yet,
2: no, but, but like there's not enough Carly Rae Jepsen in Glee.
0: Yeah. No. In the Glee boot, I've already written out a pitch for the Glee boot, and there's a Carly Rae Jepsen episode.
2: As there should be.
0: As there should be. Yeah. I feel uh, like
3: we hear that a lot with like the crossovers and like a lot of guests that we have. Like they want to see that Carly Rae Jepsen episode. When did Emotion
2: come out? Emotion came out in 2015.
0: So. I think that was when the last season was airing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Honestly, probably Carly Ray Jepsen was like, no, yeah. I saw what they did to call me maybe. <laughs> like, Keep mm. them away.
0: <laughs> maybe Ryan Murphy and Carly Rae Jepsen are feuding.
2: That would be the reality TV show I would love to see.
0: Season 5 of Ryan Murphy's Defeat on FX. Ryan Murphy himself and Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> <laughs> playing themselves. Um, Alyssa, what was your least favorite song?
2: So, it was pretty neck and neck with I'll Stop the World and Melt With You and Lucky Star, but I'm going to go with I'll Stop the World and Melt With You because at the very least, Lucky Star, like, kept me on the edge of my seat because I was like, Kurt's going to hit the front row! (laughs) Kurt's going to hit the front row! (laughs) So I I was like fully invested in that song just because of the harness that's a fair point yeah
1: yeah um i'm probably gonna go with um maybe
0: werewolves of london it was an okay sequence but it I feel like you shouldn't have to stretch it so far to find a song about dogs. Meanwhile, no songs about dogs are coming up in my brain, but I feel like that's such a stretch. Um, Because you're going to wolves and then you're going to werewolves.
2: Right, and just because they howl in it doesn't mean that it's about dogs, really.
0: Yeah, you could have done Selena Gomez, the I've been running with the wolves to get to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's one less leap. There's still a leap, but only one. Um, Karina, what's your favorite song?
2: So, it's a tough call for me between, um, like, I do, I do like Memory, and obviously I'm never going to escape Cats my entire life, but I also really love the song Take Me Home Tonight. Um, Like, I think it's better when anybody does it, but... I, I don't. I don't mind a Glee cover. I'll take a Glee cover of "Take Me Home Tonight." I'd probably re-listen to that. So, by that standard, there's other people who have sang "Memory" a lot better than Chris Colfer. Um, not a ton of people do covers of "Take Me Home Tonight," so I think that's what I got to go with.
3: Ian, um, I agree. Um, I'll give an honorable mention to "Memory" because I went through a whole emotional journey during it, but. Um I'm going to go take me home tonight. It definitely served like the function of the closing number that glee does and typically does really well. Um and they all looked like they were having such a great time.
0: Which we know not to be true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, Alyssa. Great
1: acting.
2: I am actually going with memory because because the emotions because yeah. I cried like why? It's it, I don't know, but I did. So I respect it. Congratulations, Glee. You've done it again. <laughs> maybe like maybe like this, I feel like this is the third time I cried watching Glee or something. I don't know. Can you confirm, Colin?
0: I know I think you cried when we were watching it together once, but I can't remember why.
2: Was it the It thing? might have
0: been the Finn episode?
2: Oh yeah. 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 It's hard not to cry during that one. Yeah. I cried when Kurt kicked the football way back in season one. Um, I remember that. I was proud of him, and I was like, "His dad's proud of him because he kicked the football good." And I was like, "This, this is not. I shouldn't be doing this."
1: We
0: but just we go. Our guest on the last episode had only seen some of Glee, so she's gonna try and rewatch all of it. Which she did not do in enough time. And so but she's no. texting me and she was like, oh, Kurt's dead. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I was, she's like, I won't be able to like finish everything up until the episode I have to watch. And I'm like, you're gonna be like, how did we get here?
2: Yeah, you're not gonna. It does not <laughs> point A to point B does not crack.
0: Um I think I'm going with Take Me Home Tonight, which I'm pretty sure won our Glacket when we were on Bleak of the Week. Um I can't remember what it was against. I don't know. It might have been taking chances.
2: Oh. Then, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Especially because the Glee TV version is, like, 30 seconds long. Um, And also for its role in Glee and therefore world history, you know, as the destruction of so many relationships. Really a modern-day biblical flood. Um, (laughs) And that's iconic, so... Take me home tonight. Um, so that brings us to the end of our analysis of Old Dogs, New Tricks. Weirdest epi- episode name. They keep on wanting to call it the Backup Plan because that was the last episode. And it feels like she's the backup plan for her reputation.
2: Those dogs. This show really
0: <laughs> suffered by predating not only Emotion, but the Reputation album. The Rachel yeah. version of Look What You Made Me Do could have reached Run
3: Joey Run camp levels. Look, in the Glee Boot, there's an episode where it's Rachel, Be- it's all Rachel's version of Taylor Swift songs. Yeah. And there's it's like all the songs in parentheses, for Rachel's version. Karina's going to kill me.
0: Uh. But <laughs> And there's like all her past Rachel's are like fighting in the <laughs> Look What You Made yeah. Me Do.
2: That would have actually been hilarious.
0: Yeah. all right well glee aggressive ian and karina thank you so much for coming on this is so much fun thank you for having us thank
2: you for having us yes i love talking about season five it's it's a trash fire it.
0: (laughs) it is a trash fire and it's so clearly so much worse than even season four um so where can people find your podcast
2: uh you can find our podcast on twitter and instagram at gleeaggressive we're also uh reachable by email and long yes. form at gleeaggressive at gmail.com if anyone ever has thoughts feelings that exceed the twitter character limit uh, we accept uh we accept essays we read them we,
3: we
0: adore them. We do. Uh, you can follow Gleeboot at Glee Boot Pod on Twitter and Tumblr and TikTok um, and Instagram. Because I guess we have a Twitter, but I update Instagram like multiple times a week, and that's really most of what we do. Um, and you know what? I haven't said this since probably season one or two, but leave us a five star review. <laughs> We only have, at this point, 14 more episodes. No, 16 more episodes of Glee Boot, I believe, left. So, yeah. wow. collect those, those listeners for the final push um, as we birth. The child that is the glee boot that's had a multi-year long gestation period like an elephant.
2: Oh my god. I am afraid.
0: (laughs) It is a nightmare
1: to behold.
2: I am afraid. You're going going into season six is... Buckle up, man. No matter what you've already lived through, what you're about to do is... It gets it gets more <laughs> that's,
0: that's everything we've heard but what have I, you guys never seen it either i saw the first three seasons okay and then i was like it gets bad i'm stopping but this entire time i've had the nag that there's more glee and so after me and hannah watched smash and like thoroughly roasted smash we we're like what's our next show we should have done a podcast I was like, you know, my theory is that as weird as Glee gets, Glee is at any point better than Smash. Mm. Um, And I still, even after going through season five, stand by that. Um, So, uh, yeah, so then we, we started this podcast not really knowing what we were getting into. Like, kind of knowing, but just kind of not thinking about how many years it would take us.
2: And I was in the room. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. And Alyssa was there and I was like, Do you want to be on this Glee podcast. And she's like, I've never watched sure.
3: it. I'm you. Perfect. Proud of you. Thanks.
2: Thanks. I'm really going well, the, for it this time.
3: Well, the good news is that we would love to have you on our show and yes. you'll already have context. So um, we'll come back in time to when things were simpler. Behind. Yes. 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 So,
0: and now it's on Disney Plus because we had to buy this season on Voodoo.
2: I know, we had to buy season three on Voodoo. At least like you have the good season. season. Two. Yes, we got season five. Oh yeah, Forever. and we also own roughly half of season two on YouTube. <laughs> yeah.
0: It really screwed us we, our us gladcasters over.
2: I know.
3: True, they knew.
2: We were like, stop talking about it, people are gonna know.
3: <laughs> and then they are like, oh, but we're kind of a moment again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, Alyssa, do you want to plug?
2: Sure. Uh, You can follow my Instagram at A.M.S.W.E.A.R.I.N.G.E.N. And I'm doing my first art trade. So that's exciting. I'll have to see if I can post that for y'all. You know, whoever actually follows me from this podcast, which I'm sure is like no one, but cool.
0: I think you have a few because I have a few.
2: Maybe yeah. if they want to see art, but they they might follow you because you know you do all the Glee stuff.
0: I post that to the Glee boot, not to mine.
2: I don't know. <laughs> well, I, can't, I did by accident, I and
0: I was like, no, no, no. Uh, I'm just
2: so disconnected from my my own social media. <laughs> <sighs>
0: Yeah, you can uh, follow me at Cullen Ever After. Uh, you can follow me on TikTok at Your Boy Ryan Ninety Nine, and see my failed YouTube career at Your Boy Ryan on YouTube. And tune in next week for the season five finale. We made it. Um, I will never be the same. Uh, <laughs> and please vote if you don't want us just to declare Puppet Master the best episode of season five, because right now that's what I'm voting. Also vote in your local elections, even though those might have passed by the time this has
1: been posted. Yep. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>